0: Be some brilliant fucking mark twain shit because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone
1: Yes. I'll make up some shit. <laughs> someone I went back and listened to the beginning of the first episode, just like when oh, we yeah. came in and like that I and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe like I wrote this thing out and then we like we're saying shit back and forth and it sounds so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> 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 oh. And I'm like, I just make up stuff now, but it just feels better, I guess.
2: It does. It's more natural. Just mm. kind of go with that. That's why I I tend not to take notes too much. I just kind of wing it.
1: Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. We are back for episode 14 of our movie review style shows. Uh, this is your host, Paul. And with me, as always, is our co-host, Marco. What's going on? Hey, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How about you?
2: I'm good, man. Uh, I watched a lot of movies these past couple weeks. Oh, really? Um, yeah, my eyes hurt. Yeah. In a good way, though. <laughs> well, that's good. It, it, it's always funny, like, when we do these shows and we find them on Netflix, and mm-hmm. I go, oh, this, this movie's on Netflix or there's something else. And Netflix does an update and they start putting other movies like, for example, um, I was <clears throat> I was uh, searching for a movie and came across Real Genius. They just I guess they added it to it. Okay. And, get, and so I had to watch Real Genius. I mean, that's one of those things. So now right, right. I find myself up in the morning at 2 a.m. trying to, you know, do show research movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's because. Because I'm easily distracted. So, yeah, I mean, it's, so the most part, it's going really good, man. I, I'm, I'm good. I'm ready to uh, get into some horror talk again. Yeah, and, I just... Uh, yeah.
1: I, I had a similar thing with... Uh, not just by stumbling across stuff on Netflix, but just... Sure. With, with talking with my son and, uh, you know, anyone that kind of follows our show and... Me on social media i guess you know sees the i take my son out to go see horror movies with me yes he kind of is into stuff and i realized that like i focus so much on trying to show him you know new horror and some old horror mm-hmm. and just kind of like experience a lot of stuff with him for the first time and w- was realizing that like i have been severely slacking off in, in i guess comedy classics in general but mm-hmm. specifically yeah. in like the summer comedy department yeah and because we were talking about summer horror movies and so then we watched sleepaway camp and we were talking about all these other movies we wanted to watch that revolved around summer horror right and i was like hey what about like just summer movies right and he's like you know i've never seen vacation i've never seen right. the great outdoors and i'm like holy shit we need to watch these yeah there,
2: it's a whole different world i'm yeah. telling you like when those <laughs> when you find those it's like I'm, i want to watch this movie but real genius is on i mean I yeah, can't yeah. pass that up. I, I'm I'm here now. I'm I'm ready now. Um, same thing with uh, Summer Rental. If I see that movie, I am watching it because yeah. I'm a huge John Candy John Candy fan anyway. So I'm a right. sucker for that. And yeah, it's it's funny because uh, when I, I saw that post about you know summer horror movies and and yeah, it's like well, okay, what do we? It's all about the camp slashers. The slashers are the the thing about summer horror. Sure. You know. Um, but yeah, again, there's one, yeah. so yeah, there's so many summer comedies out there too that. Sometimes it just, you just take a break of, of, like I said, you know, a quote unquote show research at times and, and showing other people, you just want to just sit back and laugh and, um, you know, and then get back into it. Cause sometimes doing, you know, the, the horror podcast and stuff, it could seem like a chore sometimes of watching a movie, you know, um, and in, in, it hasn't been for me like that a lot of times, but there's sometimes where I like I, I put it off and I put it off because like oh I have to watch this for the for the movie. I can't just do it on my time, you know. Yeah. And yeah. um, but but I'm always surprised. Like God, I'm I'm glad I watched. It. I should have watched it. You know, the day it came out or two months ago or whatever. But sure. Well, Netflix is ne- poison like that sometimes. It's it's also
1: um it's difficult when you have to watch something more critically as opposed to more fun you know like yeah i yeah, just sat yeah. down and watched the great outdoors with him <laughs> yes and like i didn't have to take notes i didn't have to think critically about like right. plot points or anything so that's like oh, i'm just enjoying this movie this is cool and,
2: and then you could get the sound bites in your head with your son like you know big bear chase yeah, yeah. big bear chase me <laughs> yeah
1: he got struck by
2: lightning six six hundred six 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 times <laughs> in the head
1: yeah
2: <laughs> Sixty six times. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I know. See, now your son under- understands those crazy references. Right? Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, shit. And we even had a dead guy in that movie because there was the fucking the guy who's like hundred something birthday. And he oh, died right. in the car on the way over. And he's like, uh, you shouldn't have the girls kissing that uh, like,
2: kissing on <laughs> him and stuff. Ah, uh, he, he doesn't mind. <laughs> he died on the way over. It's
1: like, oh, oh, you yeah. are sick.
2: You are sick. That's <laughs> funny. Oh, my God. Now I want to watch that movie right now. I know, it's so <laughs> good. <laughs>
1: I had forgotten how much I loved that one. And then it exactly. just sort of came up, and I was like, this is the one. Yep. Uh, yep. Cool. So besides that, we have also been watching a few different genres of movies. So yes. The uh, this, this episode here is going to be uh, sort of a three-movie, but three- genre movie three movie genre episode mm-hmm. and we were kind of i think we sort of kicked around this idea before of doing something like this yeah and it, it always goes back to like do you do three movies of the same genre and compare them do you do three different types you know how do you tackle something like right. this and i think instead of just really trying to compare and say like well what do we like better it was more like just looking at the, the modern I guess you Mm -hmm. know in the past 18 years since 2000 we were really focusing on but all these were much newer that we watched and just what has come out in both well all three the the zombie genre the ghost slash haunting genre and the creature slash monster genre yes and I think you know there was a lot to kind of pick and choose from but then when we were talking before we started this officially we, we had kind of said that there's also a lot of stuff that I think both you and I hadn't really seen yeah and it was hard to find hidden gems which I, I think the idea that we came up with was that you know if stuff wasn't heard of back then it probably was just because it wasn't that good or or yeah. you know, nobody liked it or whatever. So
2: Yeah, I think I, I may mention to the you know, when the two thousands came in to play, uh, especially the early two thousands, to me I, I just don't remember any horror movies back then because I don't think in my mind there was anything that stood out. There right. I mean We had, back in the early thousands, we had The Lord of the Rings, The Matrix, Harry Potter, Star Wars, all of the, you know, like these. It's almost like how we're living now, right, with the Mm -hmm. Marvel movies and Star Wars and all that stuff. It's like everything got put in a back burner where I didn't go search them out because I was so interested in, I guess, the mainstream pop culture movies that were out at the time. And so nothing really stood out. Mm -hmm. And especially making a list, like when we were kind of throwing out ideas for this show on those three genres, I was like really going, you know what? I've heard so much about this movie. I want to watch it, and in here I put it down, you know, everything like that, and I go, wow, there's so much to pick from in the past five years, mm-hmm. like now, than there was in the entire 2000s already, almost.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, the three movies that we decided on covering um, is going to be the movie Splinter from 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, with these years, I don't know, it's just what it says on IMDb, so yeah, if,
2: exactly. if I'm not correct,
1: exactly. then, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh What's the other one? Oh, Veronica from 2018. Yes. <laughs> I forgot what movie it is. <laughs> and The Girl with All the Gifts from 2017. Right. Which we... It very, I think we very briefly like mentioned the girl with all the gifts. Didn't really talk about it much. Uh, every our, time our show with 2017, and yeah, that one I had brought up was it, one of my favorite movies of that year. So
2: you did, you did, and again, I have an ongoing list of movies that I hear like uh, every time we, you know, someone's on our show or we interview or even just talking to, you know, back and forth or on our Facebook or whatever. I always mm-hmm. I have an ongoing list of like. Uh, okay this movie this movie this movie and it's just continue and Girl With All The Guests was on there from back in I think your top 10 of last year wasn't it like, uh well top five your of top last ten year. What, uh, yeah yeah that's what it, yeah so it was one of those things where i finally and always like i stall on purpose until we mm-hmm. it comes up because i want it fresh i want it brand new also and i think you do that too with uh, some of the movies that i picked you haven't watched them on purpose right um because in case that comes up you can be something you know something to look forward to and be excited to talk about also
1: sure well, yeah, yeah, because either way, you end up having to, like, watch it again when that time sure. comes, too. So, because when you watch so much stuff, then you just kind of forget things. Things just don't yeah. become like one big, long movie.
2: Well, just like, uh, you know, you want to take your son to see something new and exciting. I want like I want you to watch a, a certain movie that you know that's exciting. That I want to hear your first reactions to it. You right. know, I want to talk to you about it on the show and see how it compares to other movies you've seen or you know was this worth the hype did i overhype this too much for you that it was a dud you know for in your eyes right i talk too much about it you know so that's always an interesting factor also
1: yeah and these ones we had picked specifically knowing that they were most likely going to be good or yeah yeah well i had i had already seen veronica and the girl with all the gifts when those came up okay and i had not seen splinter and i guess you had you, you hadn't seen any of them
2: i didn't i i, I purposely okay. picked movies i didn't see or i want like again on my list of like right say movies you know i needed to check some off so this t- was a good opportunity for me to check off these three that i've always heard of um yeah, yeah, yeah. splinter was one of those things i've heard a long time ago because um, i think it was like 10 years ago that movie came out yes and uh i was just like man that is my kind and again it just you know what <laughs> ADD and OCD I just you know flashing light over here I go over there and and watch something else and I Mm -hmm. I kind of forget so
1: so yeah we we intentionally picked ones that we at least expected to like yes Um, we didn't just kind of go off of the uh, you know what are bad movies or so bad it's good or whatever sure we just we saved that for Christmas time
2: exactly and I'm always worried about (laughs) I know we picked a haunting theme also like a ghost and haunting which I love I love that theme and I'm always curious. Like I always watch some. I go, Will Paul like this? <laughs> I don't know. I know. I know which ones that'll make him kill himself. I know which yeah. movies to get. I do know. I have a list of that too. So.
1: Right. Yeah. Maybe that will be a a, a theme sometime.
2: <laughs> you it's have
0: like, to. You have to. Can uh, I make it yeah. through
1: these two or three movies <laughs> yeah. before I turn the TV off?
2: <laughs>
1: I have a list for you. And I have to put my phone in the other room. I can't. Right. I Can't have my phone nearby while I'm watching.
2: It's only a two hours. Like, no, it's
1: just it's just here for research. I want to look up what <laughs> other things the girl was in.
2: Right, right. I'm not playing games on my phone. <laughs> no
1: phones. Yeah, Fine. no phones.
2: No phone challenge, no phone ghost story challenge for Paul.
1: <laughs> I don't like it, but I like it.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. I know. I, me it's hard to do that, right? I don't know if there, if you can come up with a subject on on like he likes everything. I don't know what I can get him to now. Like. Yeah, I'll have to think about it. I can give you a list of movies I don't like, but uh, <laughs> that might be too easy.
1: So... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll think about that one more down the road. Sure, sure. Um, I had put this out on Facebook, and we had kind of come up with our own our own lists here of mm-hmm. just a few movies uh, to make it simpler and easier for people to pick. I said uh, I know our our choices were within the past ten years, but I said all the way back to two thousand. So anything the year two thousand and after, what are your favorite creature, zombie, and ghost movie? And so yes we had picked out some of ours and we got some feedback some from some people but i think we'll go through ours and then we'll you know read back from uh, a bunch of yeah. people that responded on facebook which we very greatly appreciate
2: yeah absolutely i love let you know watching or, or seeing feedback of any source, it just feels like you know, we're talking to each right, other. Right, right. So
1: our <laughs> our review order is going we're going to review uh, first Split and then Veronica and then Girl with all the gifts. So I guess if you're listening and you only want to hear us talk about one of those movies and not one of the others, then you can turn it off when we're done talking about that one. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Which does come in handy if you haven't seen the movies I guess but Sure. I should be better about time stamping, but I don't. Uh, so <laughs> you, our first yeah. category is going to be the creature movies. Yeah. Uh, so do you uh, uh, do you want me to go first and then I can respond I, I got to
2: one? Uh, yeah go ahead why don't we do that go uh, first sure I so I know.
1: I picked out three it was hard to really like nail it down to like this is my favorite one or
2: sure sure
1: um and the only thing was that we left out anything that was included in this show as a review so that it wasn't like right now i'm telling you that whatever movie is one of my favorite of this ge- genre and then you know then we have to talk about it when you already know but <laughs> right i guess we're not really we're pretty transparent fucking most of the time anyway sure so. <laughs> yeah yeah why not uh so th- my creature ones that i chose were the descent uh, mm-hmm. the mist mm. and feast which there's there's three feast movies. I only watched all three of them once, so I just said feast. I don't know. It's all pretty awesome, but the first one is probably the best yeah. one.
2: Very cool, very cool. You got you you did the one word one syllable, or except for descent, right? So. <laughs> the,
1: yeah. Well, the mist or the uh, descent, category. but yeah, that um, doesn't count. I
2: have I have the mist on mine also. Okay. Because that is one. If if uh, creature fe you know films, that is probably I, I will say that was probably one of my favorite of the past 10-year movie. Sure. Well, Uh, you know, the thing
1: about that one is, like, the monsters, I mean, they're such a big part of it, but it's not, like, in your face- and and when it is like there's a lot of CGI and stuff, so like the monsters aren't yeah. even the best part of the movie. It's about the people in that one.
2: The human drama movie, right. exactly what the what the monsters backdrop and those are to right, me And, and that's the Stephen impact, King, man. The tough choices, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and that's a Stephen King movie, and he's so good at that. The human drama element, like like to me, people, sure. uh, you know, real fast. I, I think he's a human drama writer first. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like Robert Kirkman of *Walking Dead*, he's a human drama person in with the backdrop of a horror element. Right. And that movie is the epitome of it. It'll, it, it's, it tears your heart out, and mm-hmm. at the same time, you're like, you, you actually feel every emotion going through the mist. So well, this, I always that movie's on
1: My two favorite uh, Stephen King movies are both big human dramas. They are uh, *Stand by Me* uh-huh. and *The Running Man*.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> the Running Man, oh, not uh, so absolutely. much. <laughs> no. Th- yeah. <laughs> no. But the Stand by, stand me, by me was uh, <laughs> called originally called The Body, <laughs> which I like that uh, yeah. that title better. But anyway, yes, I I totally agree with the Running Man. Man, that's oh, I can't wait if we ever do like a sci-fi uh, movie review. Oh yeah. 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 I want to do that. So. And then, have you seen that, uh, the the Feast movies? Any of those? <clears throat> i have okay. i have only seen the first one honestly i yeah. um
1: well and that's kind of the upset where it's much more like the monster is in your face and you see them and they're, yeah they're ripping motherfuckers apart and it's, it's exactly crazy and it's gory and the, yeah it's kind of the antithesis of the others so oh yeah well no, the, no, d- no, it, the it, descent is like kind of a good mixture of both of those things i feel like
2: yeah i you know, and i haven't seen the descent and i'm like that's on my list my hearsay list right mm-hmm. My wherever i keep hearing this list come up because i heard that is actually really good you yeah know? that's pretty like, cool uh, yeah and it's one of those things I'm just waiting for that right moment to watch it right but uh perfect so yeah the mist is on my list um I have don't be afraid of the dark which was a Guillermo del Toro movie um came out in 2010 I uh-huh. and it's you know about little creatures that want your teeth I love that freaking movie um and I do have the ritual on there which was the Netflix original I absolutely love that movie because I thought to me it was kind of original you know it had like a right. two-parter it was almost it was almost paranormal and then it turned into a creature you know feature kind of stuff with a backstory you know something that didn't have wasn't mindless it wasn't just mindless you know creatures you know in the forest ripping you up it had a had a purpose of it and, and all that yeah stuff. yeah and yeah, um, i have
1: to revisit that one because i i liked it and then i feel like I feel like there was more there that just didn't hit with me. It was one of those. Yeah, I know people that have watched it and turned it off. Well, and there's, you know, a common theme with with us too where the more that we watch movies, we seem to like them more and understand them better. Yeah, and I know people that
2: watch The Ritual. (laughs) Yeah. And they turned it off, and they thought it was like you know getting into the Blair Witch kind of stuff in the be- uh, first half of the film. You know, I right. was like, but I go, wait, it takes a whole different turn, it turns into a monster film. You know, and yeah, well that's what give I think. It a chance. You know?
1: I think that was the thing that threw me off was I, I really liked that first half part, hmm. and then it takes the twist, and then all of a sudden it's like it's like a full one eighty, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I like the other stuff. Go back
2: to doing that thing. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear you on that. And I, I, do. I
1: think if I just. Accept the fact that it's going to do that and then just really try and embrace both parts of it, I'll like it a lot more.
2: Yeah, and it, you know, again, not getting into the ritual because I'm sure that we can get deep into that, but it's like, it's that second half that explains the first, and it's the Mm -hmm. tool, the the you know psychology or the uh, psychosis i guess or right. something that the monster gives you these nightmarish uh visions and all that stuff but uh to use you but it was great i, I like that and then a couple honorable mentions to me was cloverfield was a great monster movie right and uh a quiet place from this year and uh yeah, yeah. i thought that quiet place was refreshingly awesome yeah definitely
1: out. different yes you know done, done in a different way Uh, kind of, you know, not necessarily reinventing the wheel, but just taking a different spin on the way that some of that stuff works and how the people are. And, and, you know, just when um, everyone says that, you know, the apocalypse genre or the zombie genre or whatever has been Hmm. done to death, then, like, something turns it on. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. We're we're not to the zombie category yet, but, you know, (laughs) there's going to be a lot of talk of that with even just some of the choices that I have before talking about our zombie movie too, so...
2: yeah, and you could just see this progressive um, how they change the genre altogether with something new. They're they're right. adding something new because you again we're gonna make a zombie movie. Cool. Well, how is this one gonna differ from the last seventy five that were made? Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna do this. Oh my God, that's an awesome idea. Let's do it. And uh, it's it just to the it's almost blurring those lines where it's you know you're gonna get to the point where it's not a, a creature feature anymore, a zombie mm-hmm. film, because now you're totally going off the deep end with changing right. it then it all of a sudden you have a new genre of film or yeah. a, a, a type of movie. But, yeah. So I know a couple of mine were, like, brand new. And, I was again, I was trying to – I'm sure there's a lot out there. And, honestly, like, like you I know, if I really had, like, a list of every movie that I've seen since 2000 – The Creature I'm one sure was,
1: was fairly tough, yeah. too. Like, I had a hard time finding stuff that I had seen and that was also awesome. Um, one that I did yeah. – I did watch, but I need to like watch it again because it's kind of long and like there's a lot of shit that happens. But I thought was really awesome too was um, the host, which mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. I watched it just the other day before uh, when I like basically I had made this list and then I watched that. Yeah. I was like, well, I don't know that. I mean, it's it's up there for sure with with those movies. Yeah. Um, what was the other one? Oh, Troll Hunter, which I know I had brought up before, which I want right. to see, but I haven't actually watched that one. It's supposed to be pretty awesome. Same
2: thing, same same thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, so. Our next category here would be Ghost, which mm-hmm. was a little tougher for me because I haven't seen almost any of the big tentpole ghost things. Right. Like, I haven't seen any of the Conjuring stuff or. Right, right. Uh, but I have seen some. So I have uh, my, f- I would have to say my favorite two are We Are Still Here. Mm-hmm and It Follows, which I think that's a ghost. Yeah. I assume it's sort of not really explained. I saw that come up as, like, creature. I saw that come up as ghost. I'm like, fuck it. It's a ghost movie.
2: Exactly. (laughs) And I have have one on my my list, too, that's kind of like where I I think it leans towards more of the haunting demon paranormal ghost Mm -hmm. thing versus a creature, right? Right. So yeah, yeah, no, but, but I, I accept that as a as a haunting or demon possession movie, sort of. I mean, anything that's supernatural yeah. is considers yeah. this category.
1: You know. And we are um, we are still here is a great haunted house type of thing.
2: Yeah, I, I haven't seen that one.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. See, so Again,
2: I have my list
1: of, of uh, keeps growing. And then my uh, third one something i just saw and i really actually was was pretty surprised and i had not even completely thought of it until somebody else from the feedback here had mentioned this as well but i'm Mm -hmm. gonna steal it and then give them credit (laughs) later (laughs) and that is a movie called hell house llc Uh, i think it was just from like last year and last year or the year before that it came out and it's um it's a pretty cool movie it's like this found footage movie where it's Uh, a company that they go around and make like haunted houses out of old abandoned houses in different locations or like a pop-up haunted house place and so they find this location which they document the whole setting up process and whatever and there's some fucking crazy shit in the basement that does some stuff that sets off some things and like the whole thing is set from the point of view of like a few years after this tragedy happened at this haunted house and then it's kind of told in reverse from like the beginning of documenting like you see you know there was a tragedy here and then they go back and show through that so i don't know it was just really unexpectedly good for what it presented Hmm. itself as okay and was pretty effective and then had some some genuinely like good tense stuff and then i think with found footage stuff it's easy to play up the tension a little bit too yes in those oh, type yeah. of situations yeah. so
2: they still work I, to mm-hmm. this day i'm not bored of uh found footage films i really not i'm mm-hmm. i actually don't mind them as much as other yeah uh, yeah type of stuff they could definitely movies, work you know sure sure uh so I mean, what did what did you have first? sure um my fr- my number one um was uh drag me to hell and i okay. know this is on my top 10 list and mm-hmm. and drag me to hell is you know it's like that like that, that uh demon possession uh, haunting kind of stuff and it, it but it's, it's sam Raimi at its absolute best like this is the type of movie i go paul this is a high octane um ghost story i g- it's kind of a ghost story i guess you know um it's got elements of it but it's right. more of the de- demon chasing you demon pos- you know possession kind of stuff but it's again it's it's sam Raimi. um on, on 11. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? This movie has it all, and it's great. Um, that and, and Exorcism of Emily Rose is one of my, f- what, like surprisingly favorite uh, haunting movies or, or possession like, movies. Of, that's of, uh.
1: uh that's one of Mr. Watson's favorites, too.
2: Yeah, it, and it's just, again, it's surprisingly done because, again, it takes that, you know, it's almost like we've seen The Exorcist and we've seen the events of it. Now, here's The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which is the aftermath. We know she's dead from the very beginning. And here's how she died in all these. And it's the trial. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a few good men meet Exorcist. You know, it's like mm-hmm. the trial movie of a priest. You know, uh, letting a girl die because of the demon, you know, the exorcism. Stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just cool. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and Paranormal Activity, I I don't care how mainstream it got. That movie's it rocked it when it came out. It was great. Right. Um, that was one of the movies where I was like, OK, the lights stayed on a little extra longer at night when I came home from that <laughs> movie. And yes, I I fell into like, because you know, people it was the hype movie right of, at that time. Mm hmm. Uh, I forget what year it came out, but at that time, it was like, oh, my God, just audiences are going nuts, blah, blah, blah. So I went and saw it, and I'm like, this is fucked up. This is good. I like it. Um, I have seen every single one past it, and, every, and of course, it's gone completely downhill, but it's that point now where me and my son make fun of it. Every time a paranormal activity movie comes out, we watch it and just kind of, like, cringe and have fun with it, and it, it got to that point. But the first one is still – it still hits, I think. Okay. Um, and then another one is kind of like an older one, and it's. I think I mentioned to you before, um, and it's kind of, again, this is kind of a grayer. This isn't your typical slow burn haunting movies, you know. Um, it's 13 Ghosts, the remake. Um, okay. It came out in like I think 2000, 2001, or something like that. I it, it was just one of the, the to me the start of showing real gore or real you know the special effects were awesome in this movie. Okay. It wasn't just it wasn't uh you know jump scare jump scare. I actually had again it had a story to it and it was more faster pace. So these are like the type like the like the high octane ghost stories that I would recommend to you mm-hmm. to watch. You know, um and then there's other movies like Winchester that I would you know if you want to burn your eyes out here's <laughs> here's a movie. Paul would kill himself with Winchester, Topple. You know. I liked it, but I know Paul would hate it. <laughs>
1: yeah, isn't you know? it. Isn't it also sort of a period piece and a ghost it movie? It is. Oh, God. That's it like is. It's like a double whammy.
2: It is, man. It is like one of those things <laughs> I'm sitting there watching and going, Paul would hate this, and he would hate me forever if he if I made him watch this movie. But Maybe I'm going to been- have to make him watch this movie. <laughs>
1: I don't even like watching movies where people tuck their shirts in. (laughs) Especially not dress up in old-timey clothes.
2: Right. (laughs) This has it all. It has it all for you. But, yeah, so, I mean, those are my ghost stories. And more or less they're demon possessed movies um except for paranormal activity would be like the only one that i could sit on this on this list mm-hmm. it's a real short list i mean we if we had time we'd have, we'd explore so many there's so many other movies um that i yeah. like that are not post 2000 if we went back then of course there's that's when the list opens up as far as haunting movies because that's to me the 80s and 90s some 90s uh 60s and 70s movies there's some real good ghost stories
1: yeah i haven't seen any of those ones that you recommended <laughs> so I'll have to check those out yeah Yeah. No. except I, I don't think that I saw Paranormal Activity but I think I know enough to know that I probably wouldn't like <laughs> it no, I... But well, the other ones, I might.
2: You, yeah, maybe. I mean, it is the found footage type movie. Yeah, and yeah. I know enough the, about
1: it, it, so I think...
2: Yeah, it, it's one of those movies I think you would, wouldn't like because it's that build-up. It's the slow burn build-up, you know? Sure. Um, but I think the more fun with that movie, just like Blair Witch, you watch it in your home, it's not as scary as like when you went and saw it with a bunch of people and they're freaking out. And I think right. that added to it, you know, the, the hype and, and stuff where, you know, you see the audience members freaking out and then... It's like you look at the screen and say, am I supposed to be scared here? I I guess I am, you know, so.
1: Right, right. All right. So now the fun category. Yes. Is The zombie category. Um, This one actually has been doing pretty well. And there was a bunch of stuff, not necessarily all stuff that I would say were like my favorites, but there was a bunch of stuff Mm. that wasn't even my favorite that was just like still good. And there's a bunch of stuff that I haven't seen that I want to see. Yes, Absolutely. I think to to me like I'm not usually as much of a a zomcom fan <laughs> of right of but they're so fun that style and like some of them I like yeah. but some of them I don't I don't know it's weird but yeah 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 um, I prefer more serious ish ones I guess mm-hmm. uh, so all right well my I picked three that were ones that I really loved and again this is like such a they're all like sort of turned on the turned on their head and they're different types of things, and the zombies are always different. Uh, so we have my favorite zombie movie, which also made my top 10 movies. I mm-hmm. uh, See, so we both got top 10 movies in here.
2: That's right, yeah. Uh,
1: is Wreck. <laughs> is right i knew uh, you were gonna say 2007 i think uh yeah just an awesome yes uh, you know trapped in in one place locked into the building under quarantine found footage Mm -hmm. super tense the gore is pretty good for being a a found footage movie and everything uh then my next one i have is the ravenous which was the one Mm -hmm. that just came out this year Uh, french canadian one where this was one i watched it the first time and it was like i don't know that's kind of weird they did some different things with the zombies and the way things work and i didn't fully get it i think and then i watched it again after listening to people talk about it and i was like oh no no i love this this is good
2: nice nice uh
1: and then the battery which i know is kind of one of these hidden gems that now everyone talks about so it's not so not so hidden gem anymore
2: not hidden anymore right which
1: the the battery is definitely a character piece more than the zombies but like the zombies are right. the backdrop for like this this one-on-one relationship between two friends sure and it's it's just like super entertaining too because they're they're funny and they're serious and it's like kind of a good mixture of of tension right. and, and funny and like screwing around and then there's some like actual violence and stuff so like it's it's a cool blend of everything
2: yeah I haven't seen the battery. Um I know I know I've heard people talk about it and mm-hmm. Or Ravenous. Remember I I think I've texted you a few times um going to see Ravenous and I know pre-show we've talked about glasses, you know, we both wear glasses and I can't see and I and I just and I mentioned to you I, I can't find my glasses. And right. it has a reason why I haven't seen Ravenous cuz if it's subtitled, I can't I have a hard time watching it on TV. So yeah, yeah. you got to watch it on it the computer and, and set up the Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> It's such a dumb excuse not to watch a movie, but, um, you know. Get the, out the, like, I, the
1: hearing I, horn thing to put in your <laughs> ear. Like, what?
2: Exactly. Oh, my God. Um, I have so many things wrong with me. But yeah, so I have to wait until I have I can sit in front of the computer for, and watch it so I can actually, like, read the subtitles. But right. that's another one that I know I'm, I I've, I've, like, dying to watch. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's unique. And there's been a couple yeah. over the last couple of years that have been pretty good, too
2: yeah yeah but, and it's uh, funny that you mentioned wreck because um I, on my list I have quarantine you know because I haven't seen wreck but I've seen quarantine okay and you have and I think you the opposite right you haven't seen quarantine but you've seen wreck and, right yeah um, I haven't seen that one Quarant yeah and quarantine is the American version of wreck right and um I I saw it in the movie theater and I loved it I absolutely loved it and a lot of people argue go you know quarantine's not a zombie movie I'm like you know it, it's it's probably not the traditional zombie movie right? Um, It's more like uh, rabies or something like that where it's, you know, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. But anytime I think uh, me personally, anytime you think you get mindless people just killing other people by ripping them apart or whatever, that's considered a zombie. I know zombies have rules. Well, it's it's kind of
1: it's like transferred into this category where it's not so much a zombie anymore as much as the infected. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's the difference exactly. of like, are they infected by a plague, a virus, uh you know, whatever the hell it is, or yeah. are yeah. they possessed by demons, like right in uh, in like Deathgasm, like they're not mm-hmm. really zombies, they're like fucking demon people. So right, it's like
2: a totally yeah, different exactly. Thing. Same thing with the Evil Dead series. Uh, people they go, they're not zombies, but it's, like, well, it's that same kind of deal. They, but they turn into deadites, they're zombies. Sure. And so, like and nobody but, goes yeah.
1: traditional anymore now. No, you know, and that's what makes it interesting. All these yeah. different ones that I have, they're they're all different types of things. So
2: Yeah, yeah. So um I have quarantined and I also have twenty eight days later because I think that was at the time it was pretty innovative and right. was very uh, stylistic movie and very uh, art uh, well shot well acted i mean it was just it was just cool you know um right and i and then i am i am a sucker for uh, like you call it, the zomcoms that is funny I, I think we should coin that phrase and then oh, have I've, that I've new heard it. genre have you okay yeah, I, uh, that's awesome because <laughs> because i have on my list uh you know the Shaun of the dead and zombie land they're they're both zomcoms and they're funny as hell and i love them cuz i i am a sucker for those Tongue-in-cheek kind of movies because of how I grew up in the '80s. When it comes to those kind of movies, you know, like, yeah, like yeah. you know, Gremlins, Critters, ghoulies, and you know, everything else that is associated with the with almost like that slapsticky mm-hmm. horror, but not over the top. It still got scary elements, but it's you know, funny um like you mentioned deathgasm dead alive is almost the same way it's just entertaining gore for just splatter gore and funny and a good time like it's a party yeah so i always have those on there and shawn of the dead is is one of those things where there is some scary moments in that movie mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people appreciate it, and i think that's why it works um yeah i i've only seen
1: shawn of the dead once and I, I liked it, but I was like, I don't, like, I watched it just very recently, and it wasn't like sure. I, I didn't dislike it, but I was like, I don't get why everyone is saying this is, like, the most amazing thing ever, but I think, hmm. I think it was one of those, like, the horror was so good in it that then when they fell back into comedy, I was like, no, just keep doing the horror, like, <laughs> yeah. that was fine.
0: And I was like, yeah, why with you keep those going kinda- to, like...
1: It was like, I think I got mad. Like, I felt like they were putting the movie on hold to, like, tell jokes at one point. Yeah. And then it just, like, started to grind on me a little bit. And I'm like, stop telling jokes and just fucking get to the end of the movie, you
2: assholes. (laughs) Well, this is the type of movie you can go, here, Mom, let's watch Shaun of the Dead.
1: Right. But for some reason, I love uh, Zombieland. That was my honorable mention in in the genre, which is, is very similar where it's like, oh, let's stand around and crack wise while the zombies are coming because it's a comedy movie.
2: Right. Right, exactly.
1: Um, but for, I guess, I don't know, because I love Woody Harrelson. It didn't bother me as much. I was like, it's okay, Woody. You can stand around and crack jokes. I, I know.
2: Like Zombieland you. is great, and they're actually making a part two now. So I saw that. Yeah, I'm interested. Yep. I'm aroused. Yes, I'm intrigued. Not necessarily uh, aroused, but
1: intrigued. So that's cool. So just kind of an idea, I guess, if anyone was, was curious where we kind of come in on some of these these. Uh, genres, ourselves, and let's uh, quickly get to what some of our listener yes. group, group member feedback was here. So, if you posted a response to our post and you are listening now, then I will address you directly. Uh, I'm gonna go from the bottom to the top. So, first is Jamie Miskel and she had said her favorite zombie train to Busan creature the monster and ghost we are still here uh the monster is the one i mentioned to you it was made by brian bertino that made the strangers like, last yes. last year i think that's pretty yes. good like I, I like that one quite a bit too actually that's, okay that's a fun one to check out and train to busan a lot of people love that one i've um, heard i, I like so that quite a bit too it. yeah
2: yeah i haven't seen again i haven't seen that one i'm just starting to catch up on my list but and, and i've heard mm-hmm. nothing but good things about that one And it's been on a lot of people's talk lately, too.
1: I have to say, that's another one I have to rewatch because there's a lot of um, father-daughter relationship stuff in that movie. Hmm. And I think (laughs) I watched it at the time when I was like not having a good time with my father-daughter relationship. And I was like, fuck (laughs) this movie. Fuck this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I fucking leave that little chick behind to get eaten. I don't care. You're right. Yeah. But I don't so feel funny. so strongly anymore so maybe I'll
2: Right yeah. yeah you give it another chance just where you're at in life I get yeah. it
1: <laughs> Things change fast in my life so <laughs> Yeah cuz people are probably like that Movie just came out like a year ago and you were going to let your daughter get <laughs> killed by a zombie last year and The answer is yep. yes <laughs> Now I might stop to help her get Things up Things are better
2: checked. people Yes. Don't be alarmed. Paul's in a good place now. I said might. I might still leave her. Might, yeah. That's true. That's if she true.
1: tripped and they were close, I might be like, eh, <laughs> you're the weak link.
2: Remember, I don't have to outrun the zombies. Uh-huh. I just have to outrun you.
1: That's it. Exactly.
2: That's my whole, <laughs> my whole thing with all this running. I just exactly. have to run longer, longer than everyone else. I'm fucked. <laughs> uh,
1: right. I'll uh, be the first to be eaten. Yeah. I see. You. Our good buddy, Buzz... Said his favorite zombie movie is Wormwood, which I have seen. It's pretty Wormwood. fun. Oh. Uh, Wormwood with a Y-O-W-Y-R-M wood. Okay. Uh, haunting, probably Haunt, hmm. he said. Mm, I don't know what Haunt is. Must be good if he likes it. Yeah, of course. I'll, I'll take his word for it. His favorite creature, he said, perhaps spoilers, but you already mentioned it, was The Ritual. Yes, good. So there you go. You guys can go talk about that together.
2: That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yes.
1: Uh, I agree. And then our pal Darren Wilson. Oh, this is where I got the Ghost Hell Hell House LLC or Lake Mungo, he says. And that's where Mm, I got reminded of Hell House LLC. For zombie movies, he said, it's hard for me to pick between Wreck, Train to Busan, and The Battery.
2: Mm. Hey, cool.
1: And for Creatures, he said The Host, which I had mentioned that I, Mm I just watched after seeing that mentioned. And was like, oh man, I've never seen that. So, yeah, that's a pretty awesome one too. Another one with subtitles, yeah. so you're gonna have a lot to yeah. watch once you find your glasses.
2: Either that or just get at my computer and just sit there.
1: Yeah. All <laughs> uh, right, Andrew Huff said, The Descent for Creature Movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, The First Insidious Movie for Ghost. And okay. uh, The Dawn of the Dead remake and Dark Water. I'm not sure what Dark Water, I probably should have looked that up.
2: Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of people like the Dawn of the Dead remake. Um, I'm, I don't, I didn't like it. I didn't like the remake. Um, not yeah, saying it I've, I've was bad. It's just it, so. yeah, it was just I don't know, too Hollywoody.
1: Right. Um, yeah, I'd have to watch sense. that again. But yeah, I can see why people would like that type, and then I could also see why people wouldn't like that type of movie. Sure. Yeah, sure, more sure. like, a, um, it's it's kind of like with. Um, not that I'm comparing this movie directly to it, but just another one that was like a bigger movie, uh, the Brad Pitt one, World War Z. Oh, Like, yeah. I know they're, they're very uh, different types of movies, but they're still I read the kind book of Hollywood before. zombie movies.
2: Yeah, I read the book before. Book is great, and uh, the movie the movie was okay. Right. It was okay. It, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, again, it's hard because when you throw Brad Pitt in there, you just. It, to me, it spoils some of the mystery of a horror movie when you have big names in it because now it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know what they act like. I don't know. It, it's it's a. It's a weird thing, right? It's like, because
1: um, you know Brad Pitt's not gonna die unless he's in Deadpool too. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> yeah, <it's funny. laughs> there's that. Um, even if he, even if he, it's not even that notion. It's just like they're selling the movie on big names. I don't know. I it's a weird, it's a weird kind of convoluted way of looking at movies because you know the yeah. movie could be good, you know, and um, sometimes gonna... like. I'm gonna have
1: to watch that one though. I I know um, Rich said that it was one of his favorites too.
2: World War Z, right? Yeah.
1: Um,
2: it was okay. It was okay.
1: Oh no no! Rich said that the uh, Dawn of the Dead was. Oh, the the remake. Yeah. Was one of his uh, favorite movies for Halloween time or something? I
2: think he picked. Yes, and I think, uh, like I said, with re- me with remakes, um, especially with with like Dawn of the Dead, and um, you know the uh, well, not necessarily Crazies because Crazies is actually a pretty good remake. But when they remake movies, I'm like sitting there going, no, why don't you just show your children the original and make something completely new? Yeah, you know, like we don't have to remake Dawn of the Dead. Right, right. Uh, show them the original.
1: <laughs> and then I looked up. I believe Dark Water is a ghost movie. Okay. So that was from Andrew.
2: Very cool. Uh,
1: let's see. Okay, sorry. Uh, Richard Glenn Schmidt said, "Favorite zombie movie: Planet Terror." This is funny. I'll have to oh. kind of read some of the comments. Uh, I, I uh,
2: Planet I have never Terror. Seen hell yeah! I've never seen oh, uh, hell yeah! It's 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 funny. It's gross. It's nice. you know. Yeah. He said, "Ghost movie:
1: I am the pretty thing that lives in the house." Hmm. And Creature Feature, the host from 2006.
2: Host is getting a lot of love, yeah.
1: And then there was a little back and forth with Darren Wilson and Richard and myself about how Darren said that he needed to see the pretty little thing, pretty thing that lives in the house or whatever the fuck that's called. Yeah. And then Richard said, I hate to tell you, but nobody except for me likes that movie and everyone else (laughs) hates it. And then... Um, I, I said that I had heard enough about the pretty little thing, pretty, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying, Right. Uh, whatever that movie is. <laughs> Sorry. I had heard enough about it to know that I probably wouldn't like it. So I didn't watch it. Right. And then Richard told me that he will literally and figuratively shit myself. If anyone here <laughs> says that they like it, So then I told him I'm going to try to find someone that does like it just to make him have to shit his pants.
2: Well, so if anyone does, then <laughs>
1: send a message to Richard Glenn Schmidt telling him you like it and yes. you want pictures that he should his pants.
2: <laughs> exactly, because, hey, that's dangerous ground here. I like everything. So here's, like, <laughs> send it to Marco. He likes everything. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Challenge accepted. That's right. All uh,
1: right. Uh, Aaron Irvina also gave a shout-out to Planet Terror. Uh, so thank you for that. He didn't submit any of the other ones, but that's okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. Jerry Jerry Cortez said, "Train to Busan." Again, mm-hmm. uh, we are still here. That mm-hmm. was one of my picks, and Late yep. Phases, which I don't know if you've seen Late <laughs> Phases. That's a I modern werewolf movie. Pretty awesome, actually. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that one's pretty good too. I I liked that one too. I was trying to. I always like get weird with the creature thing. It's like, what's a creature and what's an animal and what's like a different oh, sure. kind of monster
2: and right.
1: You know, right. Like, if you start including like giant sharks and giant crocodiles, it's like
2: I yeah. Just, like, I remember, I always said yeah, like yeah, we've
1: talked uh, about that before. I know.
2: Yeah, exactly. Something that you walk outside, you would never ever see. To me, is a good creature feature uh, or a film, yes. versus a, a like a giant crocodile or, or something like that. Yeah, a- yeah, anaconda. You know, but
1: yeah, late faces is fucking awesome. That's a great. Cool. Movie.
2: Uh, again, another another movie to add to my list. I think that this is on honestly Netflix one too. of the reasons why I love doing this podcast is because you just have you know such a community that knows or have seen things that you can just mm-hmm. take recommendations and just have fun exploring that. Like you know, I'm gonna sit and watch this, or if it comes up on like a a, vi- a video on demand, it's like, oh, I heard about this movie, I want to watch it so much oh, yeah, appreciated yeah. Uh,
1: all right uh, two more we have uh, Sarah Elizabeth said uh, mm-hmm. 28 days later yes she said uh, grave encounters Uh, yes i've never seen that and a quiet place for her monster choice too very cool yeah but yeah that's awesome and i i actually like 28 days later too the only thing that kind of held me up on that is which i I looked up like the way that it looks so grainy like a vhs tape and apparently that was like an intentionally done thing because of the types of cameras that they used but it made the filming possible because of those types of cameras or something so and i was like why does this movie look like shit? but it's apparently like intentionally made to look like shit. i guess
2: Exactly, like very stylized. Yeah, very, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm yeah, a little yeah. slow. I have to look things up sometimes. This is on purpose. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And last but not least is Jonathan Orr. He says, 28 uh, Days Later, best zombie mm-hmm. movie of the last 10 years. And he says, we are still here for Ghost Movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is uh, another awesome one, and he didn't give a creature feature, but that's okay.
2: Right, right, cool. Ah, that's awesome. So yeah, there's a lot of repeats there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Not...
1: There's a theme, and and a lot of ones that are from our lists, and then like I said, one even made me think of one that I hadn't thought of. So. Right, right. But uh, yeah, we appreciate everyone submitting.
2: Absolutely, cool. that's fun. I like doing that.
1: All right. Uh, why don't we take a break here? We'll come back okay. and we'll. Uh, Get into some splinter talk. And we don't mean the rat from Ninja Turtles.
2: <laughs> Damn. Nothing is real. I know, but I'm
3: i uh-huh.
1: okay we are back and we are going to talk about our first movie creature feature style movie called splinter from 2008 our synopsis says trapped in an isolated gas station by a voracious splinter parasite that transforms its still living victims into deadly hosts a young couple and an escaped convict must find a way to work together to survive this primal terror perfect yeah, it seems
2: I think it's, per- it's pretty, pretty accurate. perfect. Uh, Although I don't, yeah, it's pretty I don't, accurate.
1: I don't remember if the guy was escaped or if he just like got out of jail uh, yes, legitimately. Yes, he
2: explains... Oh, you're right. Um I thought that he got out legitimately, okay. but I don't
1: know that that's so, really important to the plot.
2: Yeah, exactly. So there might be a, a minor continuity issue there. Uh, I think he was on the lam. I think he was on the run because yeah, the, the, the way... The, the police
1: showed up at one point and, and yeah, was like, trying to so. get him or something, so
2: yeah i think honestly i think he is escaped because there was some dialogue there that kind of um uh insinuates that he only served like five years for a murder yeah you know what i mean and and then he well they just kind of
1: they just kind of glossed over a lot of that because it was not really that important there was a few things in this movie that just kind of got brought up and it was Mm. like oh i'm this that and the other thing and it's like well that wasn't really (laughs) important it didn't it served no purpose in the movie, but exactly. exactly. But that wasn't what the so, movie was about. It was. It was no. much more about the splinters.
2: Yeah. Oh my God. So again, when we when we sit there and go, okay, this is um. So this movie came out in 2008, right? Um, and it is your it is your typical uh sardine can, uh monster movie, right? Meaning they get trapped and the things outside trying to get in and one by one you know well if you had a bigger cast you know one by one people would get clipped off and whatever Mm -hmm. so i after watching this movie i equated to this as being like this is the thing too this is what if somebody go if you had the choice let's remake the thing or let's make a movie that has similarities to the thing john carpenter's the thing i'm like go with the similarity movie because of the creature in this movie it started off as a it's like a parasite like a a creature maybe like a, a, rack, uh, a porcupine a or something that you get the gist of it like as like a like an animal with yeah, spikes yeah. Um, but you don't really get a good look at it but it ends up being throughout the movie every time it killed somebody it would like take parts of it and that monster would be made up of all the victims mm-hmm. you know there is and I thought that was like oh that's the thing you know that's, that's what right, it is right. and uh, I thought that first off that a- aspect of it was awesome because there is no you cannot draw this creature. This creature is just a, almost like the blob mm-hmm. uh, in this movie. This is a great um, depiction of, of something like a, like a monster or a creature out there that's not just, you know, comes from space or comes from the swamps or comes from, you know, a certain lore or whatever. This is something that just made up. It's it, like, it like forms as it's growing and killing and whatnot. Yeah. So.
1: Well, and it's good because they don't, there, there is no explanation for what this is or why it's happening right. or anything which is fine because with keeping this movie simple and in this sardine can thing you know it mm-hmm. always ends up it ends up being like where it pisses you off if like all of a sudden one of the guys they're trapped with happens to be an expert about this <laughs> and it, it was almost like they they went down they started to go down that road yeah, yeah where they were like gonna make it that somebody was actually smarter than they actually were able to not that they were smarter but they were using their intelligence that they were going to be able to like figure something out and it wasn't really right. the case um so i like the way that it was kind of this this uh different type of movie where you just end up with a, a basic kidnapping type of situation where mm-hmm. it's the one couple the escaped convict and the drug addict chick and the The couple is driving and they basically carjack them, but take them hostage as well. Right. And so you're immediately thrust into a tense situation with, you know, an oil and water that don't mix. Right, right, right. And they kind of establish everyone's characters really quickly through the scene where... You know, this isn't a long movie, and right. immediately you get the idea of, like, okay, who's the boyfriend, who's the girlfriend, who's the the escaped convict, who's the drug addict girl. Yeah. There's these little yeah. bits that they kind of break off, and you're like, okay, well, I, I get who they are. You know, I get who the boyfriend is kind of this, you know, meek, nerdy science mm-hmm. guy, like, he doesn't know how to change a tire, or he doesn't know how to drive a stick shift, and yeah, they the, kind of make exactly. him more emasculated, you know.
2: that that's what he's he's the he's the doctor he's the um i think the convict referred to him as the uh uh cds guy can't do shit yeah, yeah. you know you got a bad case CDS of cds guy. boy <laughs> yeah can't do shit can't change a tire can't do and like you kind of feel for that but you also go okay that's his weakness you know and it, this movie has a great character development like weakness and strengths, weakness and strength and everybody has those you know and so he's the brains he's the mm-hmm. biologist right he's the uh md biologist mm-hmm. i think and uh the the convict course is is you know he, he's uh street smart he knows how to you know, brute force. You're, so you get your brute force character. Right. But he's kind of dumb at the same time. And then the girl um, kind of almost accompanies both of them at the same time, where she's she's got.
1: She's smart and tough, I don't know, yeah.
2: Yeah, she's smart and tough, and it's also like the you know the opposite of what the boyfriend is. You know, that's she's the one who changes the tires. She's the one who right. knows how to put up a tent. She's like the ones I go camping, and you're the city boy kind of stuff. So yeah,
1: um, you know. And then the drug addict chick is the wild card.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then the drug addict chick is fodder because yeah. she gets killed off really fast in the movie, and uh, not really fast, but she's the fodder where it's the this is the right well, motivation and she, for them to kidnap. Yeah,
1: she was also kind of the wild card where she sort of got them into trouble too by being the one that got involved with the the carcass so they kidnap these people and they throw away their cell phones which is like okay well now we get you know there's no way they can call for help so that's cool right there's a good reason for that
2: right yeah yeah
1: and then uh this this uh other chick is like a junkie so she is i don't know in in uh withdrawal or something where she's having yeah illusions and She's going on about some puppy or something that fucking died. Yes. So they hit this animal, and then she's like, oh, that's my puppy. And she, like, takes the guy at gunpoint to make him go save the roadkill because she thinks it's her puppy. Yeah. And that's where they first kind of encounter this thing with the spikes and shit. Yeah. uh, Which is is, um, trapped inside this roadkill. You know, it killed this animal, and then... Possessed it, but you know, we don't we only kind of see glimpses, Just like you said, it's almost like a porcupine or something. Like, what the hell is
2: this? Yeah, yeah, you really don't get a good glimpse of it. And then the, uh, um, I like how they
1: show the spikes just kind of like grow a little bit and move where you're like, Yeah, okay, something, something, yeah. Up. And this isn't
2: <laughs> and this isn't isolated because there's more creatures out there, I think this is, um, well, yeah, because where uh, they
1: the gas station that they go to was already infected, yes, with this thing because okay. the gas station clerk. Who was wearing an iHeart bikinis hat, which is awesome. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> he, got, he got killed by the thing there as well.
2: Yeah, he got killed. So now, of course, when they pull into the gas station because the car is overheating now mm-hmm. and they had a flat tire, they changed that. So now there's the four of them, the two, you know, the convict, the, the meth meth head and uh, the, the the doctor and his girlfriend uh, pull into the gas station, which we know as audience that the, the clerk has already been... Um, killed or taken over. to so the something's out there anyway. So now mm-hmm. this thing is kind of out, out there. Yeah, it's like a, a fungus thing that grows spikes and attaches to you, and it, you know, takes over. Whatever it kills you, I think it, it almost kills you instantly. Doesn't like uh, if it slashes at you, it takes you over and um, whatnot. But the convict was pricked in the finger when he was changing. That when they hit the roadkill, right? Um, by one of the spikes, and one of the spikes went in his finger. So you're like, okay, well that guy's going to be, you know, trouble later. You're right, that's going to come Which, up again. Yeah. Which it definitely yeah. does. Well, it uh, definitely does, you know. So, um, the,
1: the, you know, the whole thing, it's it's not very long, but this this first act where it gets to them going to the gas station, they have this blowout with the tire, it also punctures their antifreeze, they have to stop at the nearest mm-hmm. gas station. Yeah. Of course, they have hostages, so it's, it's this whole fucked up thing, like how do you deal with this whole thing? They're taking them hostage and whatever, but... Then once they get to the gas station, that's where all hell really breaks loose for everyone. Yeah. And the spikes start flying and the bodies start piling up and the <laughs> yeah. blood and guts and body parts are getting ripped off and skin's getting peeled off. Yeah. And uh, the, the one it's thing so good. that this movie definitely has going for it is that it, it has a lot of, of gore and like body horror mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and sick shit like that, which it really, you know, if you're going to make this kind of movie, you have to have that like you can't. Yes. ramp up to this climax and then it's just a whimper you know it's got a really right it's got to right hit and home. it
2: did um the, oh, absolutely and it did um the the movie did do uh to a practical ncg the CG with the show in the mm-hmm. when it zoomed in and the spikes and stuff like that, and then the practical effects again. There's a monster in this film, but there's not really a clear picture. Like, no, you can't sit there and, and describe it. It's just made up of all the victims. Like, you know, there's the head of one, the body of another, arm of this, and right. and whatever. And, and it slams itself, which, which is really cool. Is like throughout this thing it haunts the people inside because it's trying to get inside right right just slamming itself through the door and you get a glimpse of a head of the girlfriend that the first victim or the second victim of the film with the, the meth head was killed and it and it has consumed her body and it was slamming her head against the i know the glass doors and i was like and you get these little glimpses and i was like man that's that's great and again as they're, they're talking they'll come up with a plan you just hear this slamming in the background it's know, just it's continuously, so brutal yeah yeah and it's just like you're getting there going god that's this is what it means to have to be in a creature movie, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A monster movie, and uh, the sound effect, everything was so good, and uh, yeah. So in so yeah it's it's your typical you know how do we do this how do we beat it and then the biology guy comes up with a plan like okay he he discovers that or they discover that um where well, they take a note right from the blob the movie the blob is that mm-hmm. this creature this this fungus or whatever it takes over they find out that it is it's heat sensitive so it goes after right. the hottest sensory um so they figure just like the blob you know cold is its weakness um so that was i wonder if that's a page ripped out of it you know whatever uh cold it makes you invisible because it's always going back the hottest heat mm-hmm. source and um and this is pretty much how they trick it i guess in a way um to defeat the the thing or get away yeah yeah well, they try but a or, few or-
1: things because they were they they um we're trying to trick it by like making out their heat and then they were going to like start a fire. Right. But then they decided that that probably wasn't a good idea to start the building on fire while they <laughs> now were stuck they're inside.
2: They're trapped inside. Yeah. It uh, um, makes sense. You know,
1: they were like throwing fireworks out the window mm-hmm. to try and distract it. But yeah, then like the guy tried to make himself super cold and then run out to get the police car, which yeah. So the we had mentioned earlier, the, when the cop shows up, that's looking for this guy and they're locked inside and, and, you know she won't get back in the car and they're trying to warn her right and the monster just ends up like dropping down from the roof of the gas station yeah. and ripping this this female right in half. half
2: yeah <laughs> great i love when blood is almost black yeah, yeah right like like the blood is like real dirty and black it's not bright mm-hmm. red it's not uh it's just it just makes it that gritty just kind of like gross i'm sure it smells like oh it, you know what i mean it really puts like you as a viewer like in this in this uh Oh, a sensory overload when you see stuff like that mm-hmm. where it's almost out of the ordinary and uh that's again like with the prato effects it's, it's great in how gritty this movie is well yeah it
1: was, <laughs> it was well done and the one thing mm-hmm. that kind of it, it didn't like off put me so much but i think it's like it's obviously intentionally done but the way that sure. when we see this creature the the camera gets really like frenetic and very like yes almost shaky to a point
2: sometimes yeah
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. like, God That's damn it! Like would the- <laughs> you just hold it still so I could see what the fuck is
2: happening? It's like the camera was attached to its back and just let it roll, just rolling right. around on the ground. Yeah, it was very jumpy. Very again, that was that would have been one of my complaints about it. Like I, I, I get it to a uh, to a point, but right. at the same time, I'm trying to get a sense of what is after them. What is what's going on? Like you'll yeah, see an yeah. arm, and you'll see hair and a face, but like like really blurred, like really jump uh jump camery, right i don't know the expression but uh it, it kind of gets annoying because it's every time well yeah and i you
1: know? <laughs> i watched it two times and the second time you know i know obviously what's going to happen the sure. whole way through but i i realized like not only it's it's budgetary because they can't afford to make a perfect monster for this movie that they could oh, just sure. focus on it like crazy but i think even what you do see looks good like they probably could have showed more of it but i think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's supposed to almost be realistic to a point of like if you're in this situation right who's right. who's like stopping to take a good long look <laughs> and focus and, and really like exactly. study the details of these things like you're right so it's going to yeah. be the way that you would see it in real life almost you know and, and we do yeah, have some you're... scenes where it's a little more on it like the one when they're trying to get the radio from the the bisected cop's body they're trying to use like this little bank teller type window thing this, this drive through right. window and then the fucking thing comes and like sticks its whole arm through the window
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> under, yeah
1: underneath the slot and then you know you get a pretty good long look at that but then that was just so nasty when it was like its arm was stuck and it's trying to pull it away and the skin is like peeling Skin's back It's
2: coming up yeah exactly it's like a lot of uh, uh, cringy moments but mm-hmm. in a good way like uh, there's actually a arm another arm scene the other arm amputation mm-hmm. scene which um was kind of like okay the the, we said the convict got a splinter well obviously it infected his arm and to the point where they're trapped the things out there they're inside the cooler the beer cage i guess where it's cold And the the creature's outside of it and um of course the guy's flipping out because he's in pain and the arm's going all over and it breaks and it's like very you know you're sitting there going oh god that's that's like you could feel the pain um yeah and they end up cutting it off but i always it always baffles me why do they never cut the arm off or an appendage at the joint where you can cut the skin and pull it where they cut like right on his bicep Right into the bone know, where it's like, like it won't break
1: th- <laughs> it won't cut through the bone, so then they have to take and like yeah. smash his bone with a rock to break the rest oh, of his arm Oh my up. god.
2: They couldn't just cut his yeah. shoulder and just yank the arm off. I mean I, I don't f- know how hard it is. I've never done it. So I feel I like
1: don't. that was done intentionally. <laughs> he was For like the well, shock value of smashing c- his arm, yeah. Well yeah, plus plus, you know, kind of fuck that guy. Like he hit his girl he <laughs> exactly. pistol whipped his girlfriend, he kidnapped him. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. His trip. At
2: to that point. Yeah, at that point, you know, he was the asshole of the, of the show. He
1: was like, no, dude, uh, I, I took biology. I, I know science. You got to cut it off right in the middle of the bicep. Trust me. It's the only way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, I, I cut it with a box cutter, and then I smash your bone in half with the fucking cinder block. That's the only way to do it. Oh, my God. Trust me.
2: Yeah, trust me. That's the only way. There's, there's Don't forget joints. It's actually harder to uh, separate two joints yeah. than it is you know, bone. <laughs> he probably did it on purpose. I, I, yeah, you kind of think about that too because it's like, okay, guys, uh, I'm sitting here viewing it. The first thing I do is like, why don't you just cut above? If the infection is above the elbow, then you cut, you know, the next limb mm-hmm. or the the next. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Anyway, that that was kind of entertaining, and like I said, that that was the moment I think. To me, sometimes when they show that kind of scene, that's the you know where when we talk about movies, you know, certain movies will go, oh, there's that scene, you know, that scene that you couldn't watch, you can't, you have to look away, and I think that's what they were trying to go for. Yeah, oh, it, that because, it definitely
1: was pretty rough.
2: Yeah, because evident, like all in all, that it didn't mean anything with the story moving forward. The guy still died at the end. He wasn't a hero. He didn't do. You know what I mean? Like, right, didn't, right. Uh, it was just like that shock value, which is cool. Again, it, it you know the, this is a horror movie, right? We need there's some horror elements to it, and I think in real life sometimes you do that and they end up still dying a horrible death, you right, know, or something. But yeah, yeah no, it, it was cool. Um, again, for with with the with the jump cameraing and some of the continuity issues of the film, I didn't have too much to complain about, like a because again, it was like a a typical create a, a monster movie. That you just want to kind of go through mm-hmm. and have and enjoy it. You know, it was pretty fast paced. It was it was uh, right to the point too. You know, we didn't have to wait for it. This was right right something that you got right away. And then as the course, as the characters are getting information, we're getting information too. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, um, well, yeah, I they think
1: do th- they yeah. did do a good job of of um, like I said before, just kind of giving you a piece of all the characters and explaining everybody, but mm-hmm. not having to like overdo it you know they give you just enough yeah. of that so it does yeah, yeah, it does yeah. get right into it for sure and some people might yeah. say like oh well i'd like to know more about this or like um it, you know like the the fact they bring up that he has a phd in biology or he's working on it or whatever right and it's like all that just to like figure out that the thing is heat sensitive I was like well, right. anybody probably could have figured that out. He didn't have to be <laughs> a PhD in biology, right? <laughs> so, yeah, but, we
2: don't know. We, I don't need to know why he's heat sensitive, or I just need to know that he is. I and, know, uh, and then and then I can use that to get away.
1: And then he has a PhD in biology, but he doesn't know to cut the guy's arm off at the elbow. <laughs> <It's depressing, laughs> <my dog. laughs> but yeah, that's just like dumb, you know, movie continuity
2: stuff. So exactly, exactly. Remember, he was he was a student and he was in training. He I'm was. Yeah, a resident. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. She says, you know, because when they said you're a doctor, I'm a resident. Oh, okay. So you don't know. They haven't gotten to that chapter yet. Yeah, so, yeah. you know.
1: But no, I, I would say basically the same thing for me. Just the camera movement got to be a little bit much, and I, mm-hmm. I get it on like the action. Sometimes I felt like maybe it was even a little bit too much on times when it didn't have to be that. Which I guess would have led to my idea of that it's you know more of this creative choice that they're mm-hmm. doing it not just to cover up the fact that the effects don't look great but to make it more like Mm -hmm. you're actually moving with the movie Yeah, the movie is moving so fast that the camera doesn't even stop moving kind of
2: thing when Um, you put it that way honestly when you put it that way it's kind of like well yeah it makes sense that mm -hmm. we're probably seeing just as much as the actors inside or you know like that that scenario Mm -hmm. would be like they're because, you know, they're, uh, you know, trying to get away and running and turning and trying to look at the same time. And then it shows us just as much information as they're seeing. So that, that's kind of cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, there it it's, I think from, even the, when it's the cut off limbs and they're staring at it, the camera's shaking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, when there's a hand sitting there, it's like kind of zooming in and out and shaking and doing these, right. these things, which is, which is cool. You know, it's, it's got a good effect, but, the, uh, you know, yeah, yeah I love I wanna, the, uh, I want to study it.
1: The, the body like contortion type effects, like people's arms yeah, breaking I, oh. and shit, like bending the wrong way and the snapping sounds and whatever. That great, was really cool great. stuff.
2: Yeah. It, it, it was real. Like I said, I, I enjoyed it. I was like, uh, uh it, it was it was very refreshing to see a monster movie like this. Mm-hmm. Um, just a cast of like six people, I think through the entire thing, six seven people, whatever. Right. Um, isolated country road, whatever it is, um, uh, just puts it in you know, just kind of you know, I don't know, I don't even know where it was setting, setting, but it's like some kind of backwoods kind of deal. I know, I know at the beginning of the film. The couple that were following the doctor and the girlfriend were going camping. I'm like, that's their camp. They pulled off like a little side of the road, and it was like a little bush area, mm-hmm. and it was a campground. But yeah, anyway, semantics. But uh, what
1: uh, what did you think of the ending for this? Did you so the the ending ends up being that the the bad guy was like, you know, the whole the prisoner with the heart of gold that he mm-hmm, saved mm-hmm. this nest egg that he was gonna. <laughs> give to the family of the guy that he killed or some fucking noble bullshit yeah. like that. So, uh, yeah. You know, a classic kind of, like, I guess feel-good ending, but then, you know, at the end, then they do the... They drive through. They, the couple gets away, and they drive through, and then they see... Well, they don't see, but we see something in the woods where like spikes grows out of it, and you're like, "Oh, it's still yeah. out there." They didn't kill it all.
2: Right, right. It was just they they just got away from what was out there. Mm-hmm. You know, the the couple survived, and uh, the Heart of Gold convict. That's funny because if that was his end game result, would uh, I know this is a movie, right? But if that was his end game result, too, uh, they were on their way. That you know, the the his girlfriend was you know. Coming down off of meth, I think it was, mm-hmm. and um, you know, so she was going through withdrawals or whatever, and so he kidnapped these two, put them at gunpoint, and like threw their cell phones away and did all these things. It's he, because he was on the land, he was. They were running from the cops. I get that, but at no point did he let his good intentions known that these people might not fight him so much because right. they fought him every step of the way because yeah, he was yeah. the bad guy you know essentially he was the bad guy in the film and and uh, you know and to be like why don't you just tell me what you're gonna do you know what i mean i would have maybe just sure, yeah. take my car i don't know well, he has bad um, social
1: skills i guess
2: <laughs> hey once a convict always a convict. right i don't know I, he was he is a bad guy um, but yeah, so I, I actually liked the ending cause I, I, um, sure. I think the, 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 people that got away deserved it, I think. Uh, and, and to know that it was just that isolated incident and there was something mm-hmm. bigger out there or just parasite or new breed or fungus or whatever it was, it was out there. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. You know, I don't, I don't want to see a sequel to this. You know what I mean? I don't want to, I think this right. is a good standalone movie and let it just let it out there in the ether. Um, which I don't think it's been 10 years. I don't think they're going to do a one, but, um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I I like the way that it was done. It, it's kind of um, not anything unique, although I guess right. it's hard to say because this was like 10 years ago and I don't know the landscape back then. But, you know, it, it has that very, like, neat feeling, like it's very convenient mm-hmm. that all these things work out in a certain way. And then, of course, you know, it's, you know, the, the, the movie ending as old as time where, like, oh, we're, we're safe. We took care of the threat and then, you know, right. the threat's still real.
0: Right, right. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: that uh it didn't bother me necessarily it was just like oh okay that's kind of how i would expect that it would have ended i guess you know
2: (laughs) yeah i i could have sworn the doctor dude was gonna die i know and the girl was gonna get away at the end but nope. i i i like that sometimes like uh, we talked about this before sometimes the right people should like you don't just kill him just for a sake and you you need some sort of feel good uh aspect of it and i thought this movie did pretty good at that you know um...
1: Yeah, you know, or uh, it could end completely nihilistic
2: and nobody lives. Right, and then the, the yeah, and it's just like the 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 parasite retreats until the next customer comes in for gas. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
1: well, we'll have a much more nihilistic ending of a movie to talk about later here. Yes, so. <laughs> we will. Yeah. Um, cool. So I think if um, you know, if I had to say anything more about this movie is just if you know if you like a a short movie that is filled with a lot of action and is definitely Mm -hmm. well made and and covers kind of some character development and and character growth in not a long period of time uh, then you know this is definitely one that's that's worth watching Um, it it falls in uh, in in line with some of the stuff that I picked from before it's hard to say because I would have to kind of like rethink the whole thing and i didn't put a lot of deep thought into it too much because there was a lot of stuff that i hadn't seen like if i was going to make an official list of all my favorite creature movies i'd have to see a lot Mm -hmm. more of them that i haven't seen oh sure but um it's it's right up there with with some of that stuff though i think this one is definitely pretty badass yeah and a lot of fun and, and just a lot of cool practical mixed with cg that doesn't look like total shit Right. So that's always right. pleasant when that happens.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because then you could buy into the movie a little bit more.
1: Yeah. So I um, I came in at an 8 out of 10 with this one. I like oh, it quite a nice. bit.
2: Very cool. Very cool. Um, identical score. I, I'm at an 8. Nice. Um, pretty much for all the same reasons. Uh, I think what sold it to me was the practical effects and like the Go, how, how gory it was it was just right you mm-hmm. know what i mean um i like the fact that it had a small cast and it was isolated sardine can quick to the point i like that i like mm-hmm. that fact that um you there was no set guessing game and it wasn't like that you know that trick where the slow walk outside with the with the monster is out there and then it leaps on you know it was like you step one little finger outside it's on you you know it was on Mm -hmm. you uh, pretty good and uh and again it it took some elements of the thing the blob and stuff put all together but i mean i don't see any problem with that no no Uh, and i kind of like the fact that it was a or uh, a parasitic organism that attached it to itself to create the monster it wasn't a you know, just a lizard man. Why, you know what I mean? And, and I like those too. do Don't get me wrong. I like, I like lizard men kind of, uh, or, you know, lizard people kind of running around killing people too. But this had that aspect because you don't know what the hell it is. And it's still out there and you know, what it's affecting and what other kind of monsters is out there and how big does this get? It just leaves it up to the imagination. So yeah, I'm at, I'm at an eight, a solid eight because it's again, it's like, you put on the list now of, of creature films and it, you're going to be hard pressed to not recommend it to somebody you know right, just for yeah. the aspect of like check this is out it's kind of freaky this this creature is kind of messed up i can't describe it to you you got to see it
1: yeah yeah and it's it's so. definitely different so it doesn't yes, follow absolutely. along with uh, you know mm-hmm. a big monster or animal or it's right. definitely a different uh, take on it in that regard. Mm-hmm. But yep. uh, cool. I am glad that we found something that we both hadn't seen and liked.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Uh, so why don't we take a little break here and we'll come back and we'll cover our next movie, which is Veronica from 2018, which is the one by the guy that made Wreck and not some other one on Netflix. That's also Wait, the, the same name in year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know.
2: I know. It's...
1: All right. Well, we'll be right back. same Okay, we are back to talk about our next movie, which I said before is Veronica from 2018 by Paco Plaza. Uh, this one was released to Netflix, but it is not a Netflix original. Right, I think it's um, just one that they one that they optioned after seeing it at a festival like i don't think this actually released anywhere on vod or anything just straight to netflix if i'm not mistaken
2: right right so it's i guess it could be considered a next of a netflix exclusive because again i haven't seen it anywhere yeah else yeah but it's, there.
1: it's not an original but an exclusive right uh, it's funny because i was going through the netflix originals trying to find it and mm-hmm. it's, it's not there's like all their other Shit that they've been putting up over the past few months on there, right, right, and not this movie. And I was like, well, I don't care about any of that other stuff. I just want to see this. All right, <laughs> all uh, right. So, nice uh, short synopsis here. Madrid, mm. 1991. A teen girl finds herself besieged by an evil supernatural force after she played Ouija with two classmates. Right. Uh, I feel like everything's pretty accurate in that, and that leaves it open yeah. to talk about the rest of it.
2: Yeah, and <laughs> so so the so the premise is this is based on a true event, and it right. was kind yeah, of Yeah, it's, it's introduced through like
1: a phone call at the beginning scene.
2: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, of course, this movie begins at the end. Um, uh, mm-hmm. the end of the movie is the beginning. The 911 phone call, and you hear. Um, The girl on the other end of the 911 thing and saying like there's somebody in the house or somebody he's here he's here and that's how it begins. But um, I did some research on this movie and the premise of the movie is based on a true event in Madrid that this happened. And the only thing that makes this different than any other true event movie that we hear uh, a haunting movie or ghost story is that the inspector at the be- in the film um, in real life was it was like i think one of the only times that he actually officially put down in his official report some of the paranormal things that he witnessed and he put in his official report um mm-hmm. yeah i mentioned you know, it at the where,
1: end of the movie i think
2: yeah yeah and now uh, well. th- th- see this is where again you know I love ghost stories I love paranormal I love demon possession movies are great but mm-hmm. when they start throwing in stuff like that that's when you know it, it's it plays with your mind it plays with your mind a little bit knowing that this is something that somebody went through I mean you know of course exa- you know uh, exaggerated and all the other things and who actually knows the truth and whatnot and There's all kinds of scientific reasons why things happen. But anyway, for the entertainment purpose of it, yeah.
1: Yeah, so this whole thing was centered around the fact that... uh, I I assume there were Catholic schoolgirls, right? Because there was nuns. Yeah. So her... Our, our main character, our Veronica, mm-hmm. is, uh, pl- uh, does the, like a Ouija board thing in the basement with her friends of this church or, or religious school or wherever they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it happens to be during the eclipse, which was cool. Uh, which yeah, and they kind of set up uh, like the the I guess science teacher. Which was also a nun, which yeah. I thought was ironic that a nun was teaching science.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. But, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I went. I, I went to Catholic school. Um, I grew up at Catholic school, and we definitely had science. That's right. But you know, a lot of people don't understand.
1: <laughs> they were they were talking about the um, the different like rituals that had been done and sacrifices and all this crazy stuff that revolves yes. around the, the ritual of stuff. the eclipse.
2: Mm-hmm. Which I thought was great. I thought that was great to have that kind of occult mm-hmm. uh, teachings in this thing, you know, and it set up that that thing when they were doing the Ouija experiment because the premise of, you know, uh, Veronica had lost her dad early on and she wanted to contact him. Mm-hmm. And so her and two friends set up this, you know, thing that we I want to talk to my dad and whatever. So she took a picture um, and they went down to the basement of the school. And of course the whole school's up and they're watching this eclipse. And it was a full eclipse, you know. Mm-hmm. And obviously the the she she uh, talks to somebody you know it's something that happened on the on the when they were doing the Ouija board
1: right so I think that was that was really where the movie kicked into high gear was in mm-hmm. this Ouija board scene which was pretty intense and like really yeah it was it cool. grabbed me for somebody that's not I'm not really into ghost stuff I'm not into religion stuff mm-hmm. so this this scene really kind of grabbed me and got mm-hmm. my attention because I was like wow this is really cool the way they did some of this you know the whole they're doing it with a glass instead of with the. Uh, i know people are probably screaming at me but i can't think of what, what, <laughs> what this. Yeah, so, uh, right? I, Ocu- I don't know what I it's don't called oculus right i don't know i don't think that's right but i'm sorry <laughs> i, I don't know, know, it's, know not it's
2: not
1: right it's <laughs> uh so <laughs> people are, are are screaming at us right now to tell us what that thing is but they're using a glass instead of it <laughs> yeah, exactly and so That kind of becomes cool because there's the whole, you know, all three girls are touching it and it becomes super hot to two of them have to take their hand off, but Veronica leaves her finger on and the glass explodes and like, it's just this whole awesome thing. Like, you you know, there's a reflection of the uh, the eclipse is like in her eye Mm -hmm. or something that we see. Like, there's just all this cool visual stuff that happens all at the same time. The glass explodes and the board fucking breaks in half and you're like, whoa, that was not just, you know. Just an accident, yep. that shit happened. <laughs> so.
2: Nope. That's, yeah, that's not going to go right uh, later on. Yeah, it's like, this is a, the, the, oh, right. there it is, It's not, something worked.
1: <laughs> and that was what I had, had kind of said before we got back on recording here, was that uh, something that I like about this movie is that mm-hmm. there's a lot more engagement with the actual ghost or spirit that is, yes. that is bothering them. It's not just the, did I see that or didn't I see that type of theme. yeah.
2: Yeah, there's it's no like, slow. It's like I, um, s-
1: I saw that happen, but what the fuck was that?
2: <laughs> yeah, like you're like we were talking about. There is no um, slow. I guess uh, you know, g- a ghost coming to fruition, starting to hunt or whatever. It was kind of like the next morning. Shit was happening mm-hmm. and. the demon that was surrounded Veronica that she summoned that, I guess, you know, she was trying to contact her dad and whatnot, but she ended up opening the door to a demon to to follow her Mm -hmm. and do things to her, you know, um, make her catatonic at times, make her, you know, burn her, like, you know, there's marks on her body real fast. It's just a whole kind of things, you know. Right. Um, We do find out that her her confronting one of the nuns that they called, what, uh, uh, Sister Death? Yeah, I think so. Which was kind of a cool character in this movie. Yeah. was a sister death that was a blind nun that actually kind of had the sense of Veronica did something because she was staring at her. Um, but when she confronted Veronica, she, she you know, Veronica said, you you know, I, I did this. I did this with the Ouija board. And she's like, well, if you if something's haunting you, that means you didn't follow the rules. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't say goodbye. Pretty much. You didn't tell the, the spirit goodbye or whatever. So that was one of the problems. Um, or uh, presumed, you know, presumed problems that Rana didn't do this right. That's why she opened the door up to being possessed by a demon.
1: Right. So the, uh, the this ghost progression goes through where it, it keeps kind of like fucking with her and her environment and, and a lot of things more and more. Mm. And then it, it also is playing up the story at the same time of how she's basically the mother of the family because the mm-hmm. mom is always at work and the dad obviously died yeah and they, they lean pretty heavily on all of this stuff and I, I guess maybe just because they're telling like this based on a true story type of thing so they're trying to sure give more character depth but i'm like it, ultimately like none of that really ended up mattering that much i don't know to me no. it seemed like just kind of like oh you know she's She's, uh, you know, more grown up than she's supposed to be. But there was this whole thing yeah. about how she hadn't had her period, even though she was 15.
2: <laughs> yeah, there was. It, it, there's just something to that. Now, um, it's funny because I, I, I want to ask, I want to ask Mr. Watson, Justin Watson, about this because we talk. You know, we go kind of deep into this, right? Um, are, so Veronica's 15; she hadn't had a period, and then this whole thing triggers her period, and she comes into womanhood—a kind of a thing, right? And uh, in the back of my mind, I'm sitting there going, "Is this a movie of just that? <laughs> you know, what I mean? everything, because it's all happening to Veronica, right? Is—is this what? Uh, is is this what the, the, <laughs> is this like a uh, one of those art movies? I mean, this was like real, real fast in my head, you know. Is this one of those art movies of uh, Veronica? you know, transitioning to womanhood in that aspect of, you know, having her period and stuff, but it's the demon that, you know, it's like all this psychology kind of stuff that goes in through this thing. But, you know, um, that was a, sorry, a little tangent there to get a little deep into, like, what it means and the scariness of it and what she's transitioning into something else. And is that why the demon's attached to her? I don't know. But anyway, that's uh, uh, maybe some aspect to it why she did, you know, open herself up to being possessed, I guess.
1: Yeah, it was just, I, I think, you know, it was a good way to establish that she was stuck with these kids, and then that's why mm-hmm. she has to do this this uh, Ouija board experiment thing again with the kids to try to, like, Close and, the door and end it properly we'll say and say goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... It, it sort of creates the reason that she's left alone with them pretty well but you know it's a lot of time is spent on it and ultimately it's like it could have just been any any girl that well, it happened to unless they're trying to tell what this girl's real story was or something yeah well real fast it, it could, super it could connected, be but.
2: well it could be too she was very very protective of their three siblings so she had a, uh, mm-hmm. baby, a little brother and two sisters that are right. all younger than her and it did the movie did a real good job setting it up too and it could mm-hmm. be a real life thing also where The demon was using the kids against her too, Mm -hmm. you know, where it would pretend to choke one out and Veronica would run into the room and save her. It uh, scolded the the little brother in the bathwater and she saved her. So it was using the the kids as this tool. So you're getting that sense of like Veronica is essentially in charge and this is what she has to lose because, uh, you know, a a, a lot of these movies, yeah, a lot of these movies, the demon will go after the one, what will hurt you the most, Mm -hmm. um, and that, and so, given that, and she had to be the mother because the mother was working all the time. Uh, Veronica was left alone, and mm-hmm. this was the vulner- vulnerability kind of stuff. So,
1: right, yeah, I get that. Um, so, the uh, the whole thing kind of builds up to where she has to do the experiment again, or not, I don't know why I can call mm-hmm. it the fucking experiment. <laughs> the, she has to. Um, do yeah. the ceremony again to, yes. you know, try and talk to whatever this is, and they they thought it was her dad, but then the nun tells her that you know it's it's not that it's it's something, right. you know, something followed you out or, or came out right. to you, but it's not it's uh, not what you think it is, right? Uh, and I was kind of wondering because this thing was really becoming more and more intrusive anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, If if they never had done this again, like if she didn't, you know, do another ceremony at her house or whatever, Mm -hmm. do you think it would have eventually led to that point of where it would have you know fully taken over the house they just kind of stepped on the gas pedal a little bit by doing all that extra shit
2: oh um
1: because i mean we were seeing it you know our like you said it like messed with the little brother in the bathtub and made him get all burned by hot water and was choking the sister and stuff like
2: yeah i think inevitably the uh entity or something it's going it's not going to stop until it consumes the person It's you know uh, Mm -hmm. the soul that it's possessing and in this movie i think there's some explanation of that um where you know to 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 give the to kind of give the ending away a little bit um it's presumed that the demon left the house and that that area when uh spoiler that veronica died Mm -hmm. when she died everything kind of seemed to go back to normal right um, the lights on the apartment and and came back on and everything so i think that inevitably it was going to kill her no matter what and or take over her soul no matter what and i don't know what ritual or anything that she could have done to prevent that happening and so if they never really went back and oh okay so I, honestly that what well, there was a, a point to that second seance the second one um she uh, throughout the film she had made these viking symbols of protection to put around the house and the demon would come and burn them and, and stuff like that so it was obviously a threat so at the climax of the film of uh, Veronica tasked her little brother to draw the symbols of protection, the Viking symbols of protection that she found in the book, uh, some kind of occult book. And uh, as the, the little bro- brother was doing that, writing, drawing on pictures on the house, uh, she, you know, her and her two sisters were getting ready to do the the séance again, um, to close the door, to say goodbye, to get rid of the, the, the possessed, you know, the possessed demon that's in there. And it flashes to the brother. Um, turning the page and actually drawing the symbol of uh, invocation. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what I mean? So it was right there setting up, okay, the the brother's drawing the wrong ones. That's why the, the seance went completely uh, wrong the second time around. And that's why it's like maybe it could have worked, you know, the first time. Maybe it could or the second time it could have worked and she could have saved herself and, and everything, mm-hmm. um, you know. But uh, – The goddamn it, it, Antonito. Antonito fucked everything up, right? Because he wanted it. He didn't understand. It's like, ugh. Yeah. Well,
1: and I think as 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 you were kind of talking through that, it was making me think more about, um, you know, why did they establish this whole situation of this this 15 year old girl and she's immature and Mm -hmm. and she's basically raising these other kids. Like I don't know how old you know the other two sisters are. A little older, but still not very old. And you know, we even see they have these little moments where they show her kind of fantasizing or romanticizing this this woman that lives across the way from her in a different building and she right. sees the woman like dancing and singing and she sees her with a man she sees her with a woman and it's kind of this yeah. the symbol of like a f- a free mature grown adult with with no mm-hmm. restrictions mm-hmm. yeah I think and that's it, and I think the yeah. you know they show her being trapped in this life but also she's she's only a 15-year-old girl that is not very mature and doesn't know how to make good decisions and that's why she's like oh well uh, clearly I could just you know, have this five-year-old kid draw these symbols on the wall. He's not going to fuck <laughs> that up or anything. You know, oh, right, I like- should, <laughs> I should, you know, do the the Ouija board with my very young brothers and sisters, or like, right? Just you know, she makes a lot of bad decisions throughout the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the fact that she's given so much responsibility, the weight of her bad decisions just gets heavier and heavier, and yeah, eventually ends I think up, so. you know, crushing her. I guess whether it would have, yeah, would've, whether it would have happened or not, it still ends up happening. So yeah,
2: a lot of a lot of times when we watch these kind of movies, there is no, uh, it just seems like there is no, you know, uh, uh, what is it? A casting away the the demon or possessed or the entity that comes into your house because. I mean, what's the first thing people say, you know, when they like they come in there, they uh, invite a priest to the house or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I think I, uh, you know, I accidentally got a demon here and the priest puts out a crucifix, he goes, leave this house. It's like, you know, that's not going to work. Right. No movie has it ever worked right there. It's like, why no, don't no. you just get right to, the, you know, why are you why do we have to go baby steps? You know, that's not going to work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Has no one Blessing seen the house
2: and, and no, holy water? Yeah. yeah. It's
1: <laughs> has nobody seen a movie before. Like, just watch Fright Night.
2: <laughs> right, like, oh, exactly. shit, that doesn't work. <laughs> right. Like, oh, the priest said, get out. Okay, I guess we're cured. Okay, let's go back to our normal thing. No yes. movie has ever done that. So they should take that chapter out of their books and go right to the exorcism or right to the, <laughs> the climax.
1: But, yeah, so the, eventually, you know, we had mentioned that um, Veronica ends up dying because of this. And she mm-hmm. she sort of saves the the family by yeah. Taking the whole thing on herself for the most part again. Right. And so it, it leads back to, it does this cool thing where, you know, sometimes it's, it's weird with the whole, the end is at the beginning and how does it wrap around and whatever. But yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I kind of like the way that it, it tied back in. So you pick back up where the beginning part ended. And do yes. they, you know, have the cops come into the house and we see all the stuff kind of that we saw. Mm-hmm. And then the, they come across Veronica where she's basically I don't know possessed or, or embodied this the spirit has embodied her or whatever and she's yeah she's like contorted floating in the air bent over backwards yeah and just like falls to the ground dead so right the yeah. cops all see this and they're like well that's clearly not just a natural death
2: no because again f- that was in yeah that was in the official official real life police reports you know that those right. kind of things and uh and that and, and that's the stuff right there it's like yeah, you know, no matter what you believe or whatever or how it affects you, it's it's the it's the notion of entertainment that you get out of these kind of movies when right. when it's perceived to say these are based on true events. You know, so, well, so was Texas Chainsaw Massacre; it was based on true events. You know, or, or the, whatever, but it was like a small little tidbit of it. Um, but this this kind of movie is a little bit different because this was like the first official recording of somebody that saw something that put it in an official report, not hearsay, not. You know, um, or, or you know whatever, and and it's cool. At the end of the film, actually, I I want to believe those are real pictures of the real investigation. Yeah, yeah, look very with the Yeah, very. I mean, they had the the stains on the bed were different from the movie, but the real they had some like real life shots of the what what the family went through you sure. know um which is kind of cool too and that's that's equally as a scary um but we find out in this movie veronica like we see the shadowy demon always behind her going through you know going around it's very mm-hmm. yeah, it, the it was, presence is it's there cool there is like no that, yeah. yeah there was very cool artsy kind of things and that i appreciate. i really love that um especially at the end scene when she's running through the halls and every as she's running oh everything's falling. Uh, the picture frames are falling. Everything's falling on the ground. It was just kind of like slow motion, cool kind of things that they did in this movie. Um, where she was like walking through a crowd, she was walking forward, and everybody was walking in reverse. Slow motion. Um, mm-hmm. The eclipse scene was awesome. I love that. That just, I just kind of like like that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. if, I th- and I think if if I had to complain about the movie, um, which I think you kind of touched on a little bit, it's it's maybe there was a little bit too much. Too much information going on around that they weren't it wasn't marinating to this point to this point to this point. It was just kinda like, oh, here we are. And oh she's this. Oh, boom, boom, boom. it's not enough time to sink in. Mm-hmm. Which I kinda got that. And I did watch I watched it twice. Yeah, I've watched it twice because at first I was a long time ago and I watched the wrong Veronica, the wrong Netflix. Veronica. <laughs> so <laughs> You know. And uh and so when I, I watched it again and I was getting more of the story and I getting more into like um more of the artsy stuff that was going on around her, okay. uh, which I which I did like. I like I liked. I thought it was shot very well. I thought the a- the kids' acting was amazing. Mm-hmm. The kids and the whole thing it was great. I I I, I can't put that down at all. Um, sure, sure. A little bit too much where it's just like you you said there might be some things in this movie that are just not they don't manifest itself later on to prove a point Mm -hmm. it didn't do anything to move the story along you know what I mean and we don't know if that's contributed to the real life situation or something made up but uh, yeah
1: Well, I think I I sort of helped myself understand some of that Mm -hmm. more just from what I came up with there I think but it also um, there's times where it seems to kind of spend too long on some stuff and not enough time on other things so not necessarily maybe yeah. the, the movie was too long but just that they spent too much time with the family stuff where they could have done it more punctually i think and then just mm-hmm. you know developed a little bit more of whatever part and then i felt like even though the nun was a cool character she was kind of like the the uh the shoehorned in exposition exposition dumb character
2: exactly so
1: <laughs> The only it was a cool character, she, but it was like, yeah. oh, it's the just only conveniently the she, one that knows
2: everything. Yeah, she filled in the telling Veronica that she has to say goodbye. That's it. That's right. the only point why she was in the movie. Uh, she was blind because she had a possession earlier in life that she made herself blind. And the whole notion of like, just because I can't see doesn't mean it's like I can't see. Right. Um,
1: yeah, she wanted to stop seeing the ghost. So she made herself <laughs> blind
2: and then still kept yeah, seeing the ghost. Yeah, which it didn't Exactly. So, so. <laughs> I mean, that's the only reason why that nun was there. Yeah. They didn't really... I mean, like I said, that's was a cool character. And why, And it's like, this is supposed to be a, a Catholic school or a Christian school or whatever it is, and she's the scariest goddamn person I've ever seen. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, God, you're, like, frightening. Right. And sister death.
1: And the only thing that it really... It's not even that I, I can fault the movie, but just things that mm-hmm. would make me uh, grade down just a little bit lower on this one, which just sure. the fact that it... You know, it's a, a religion-based thing, and it's kind of mm-hmm. this uh, playing with with uh, demons and Christianity stuff, whatever, like that kind of stuff sort mm-hmm. of is a turn-off to me. It can be, at least, but when mm-hmm. things are going well in the movie, then I can overlook that as long as it's not oh yeah yeah super heavy-handed, which I feel like this wasn't really so much, so right. I, I can appreciate that that was how it was set up and that made it work for me but yeah yeah uh, yeah definitely not i i would say i don't have a lot to complain with other than some of the stuff was just convenient or maybe mm-hmm. you know a little too easy to come by for some of the stuff or or whatever but it yeah. uh it still was pretty solid though i, I liked it quite a bit uh, yeah i guess I, uh the only thing i was gonna bring up i i didn't even i watched this once a while ago then I tried to watch it the one night with with my son, and I fell asleep when I was watching it, not because of the movie, but because I had a super long run in the morning, and then I was tired right. of
2: my, <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> and
1: yeah. so I I hadn't noticed the first time I watched it, but when I was watching it with him, he pointed out, hey, did you notice it just said on the screen that it was Friday the 13th? And I was like, what? No oh, way. Oh, Really? So was that,
2: it the end day? That the final. Uh, day? No, the
1: the movie took place between. I wrote it down between del- June twelfth, and right. June fifteenth. Okay. Was the phone gotcha. call? Yeah. So no, I didn't notice it that. It was the second day, I guess.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: It was right after she had the the nightmare of the naked dad in the corner <laughs> okay. of the room or whatever.
2: The ver the the chanting Veronica. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then after just she woke cool. up from the naked cool. dad dream, it was Friday the 13th. <laughs> right. Gotcha.
2: Yeah. Uh, so uh, I you thought noticed that was pretty that, yeah. cool, though.
1: Yeah. And uh, what was it, the other thing? Oh, the, the music that they were playing mm. when when she was just, like, listening in the headphones. That would be yes. one of my other complaints, is that music was terrible.
2: Oh, really? I, yeah. <laughs> I liked it for the movie. You no, know, I, I would never listen to that music. But for the movie just because it was just counting back uh, counting down from 10 that's all in Spanish and, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean and it wasn't uh, I don't know it just kind of fit her it fit Veronica and it fit the tone of her you know what i mean but uh i, I get what you're saying but yeah i mean i was kind of like i kind of like that part just because like i bought into the, this is what this is the music she listened to and it was just that whole countdown you know from from 10 and then she would every time it, it would do that scene something would happen she would wake up from a dream or something you know would happen yeah it was like helping her sleep at night or something
1: well i wrote down this music is mas terrible <laughs> i believe that's spanish
2: <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> oh man yeah i mean she had posters on her walls and of course this is in spain set in spain so it was like the uh the posters on a mall reminded me of like uh if the spanish version of morrissey and the smiths mm-hmm. right that was <laughs> that was the music that was the what she was into right
1: uh yeah but i still uh i really like this one quite a bit and i gave this one an eight mm-hmm. out of ten as well cool as man I did the last um, movie
2: this is this is my i guess i am more critical on this these type of movies because i like them so much um, okay. i like demon possessed movies i like you know haunting movies and stuff so I, I gave this a seven because i know there's better movies that i've seen that are out there right um and it had nothing to do i like the story i like the aspect that it was based on two events and the what really kind of uh intrigued me was the pictures at the end of the credits you know what that showed some of the real life mm-hmm. photos of the apartment and the symbols on the wall and the bed stains and stuff like that so that was kind of cool mm-hmm. um i wish they would i wish it was a little bit longer to explain some more of veronica coming to it's like all of a sudden it's like the beginning of the movie you blink she's possessed and she's running now she's got it's like it was too fast it was just i think the pacing was a little bit too fast where not that i needed a um uh, a slow burn build up like that just maybe more of the realization that she's possessed and in danger you mm-hmm. know, did never sent. I never really got the sense that she was felt endangered right away it was almost like she's accepting it and I'm, I'm gonna do this whatever so I gave it a seven which is a good score for me mm-hmm. especially with these kind of movies now this is another movie that was h- hyped just like hereditary was the most scariest movie ever people had to turn this movie off. 'Cause they couldn't finish watching it and at no point were I ever thought this was going a little too far. Even the the scene where she was dreaming of course that she's in bed and her siblings come in and start eating her. <laughs> you know, right. eating her arms and ta- taking bites out of her. That was freaky, but it wasn't like scary. Nothing in this movie was scary. Uh, no
1: no. Well that was all just kind of bullshit hype.
2: Yeah, it's like one it's like one of those things like, Oh man, what are you really do what do you really deem scary if you think you can't watch a movie? Uh, or you have to turn it off, you know. Right. So, again, that this Veronica was overhyped um, as you know one of those kind of movies too, which is. It builds intrigue, you know, it builds hype to it, and you want to see it, but then also can hurt a movie, too. Mm -hmm. I don't think it hurt it for me. I just, I kind of, I watched it for what it was. So, I give it a solid seven. Uh, There's things that I would like more of it. I'm used to more slow burn, you know, like I said, that shadow in the corner, door closing, blah, 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 which can get boring. So, I I appreciated the faster pacing of that aspect, of the haunting aspect, Mm -hmm. but I wanted more marination of the danger aspect. Right. If Mm -hmm. that makes sense. So
1: yeah i um i think that's probably what what worked better for me is that it um just kind of got right into it and it was a lot more th- like it had a lot of jump scary type stuff but it wasn't maybe not necessarily jump scares mm-hmm. but like more t- tangible fears mm-hmm. like you know the whole burnt mattress scene and whatever that was pretty awesome yeah
2: like yeah, those yeah, kinds yeah. of
1: things were more uh in-, in your face type of scares as opposed to like I, like I had said before, like, did I see something or did I not see something? Right. Like, you know, playing right, tricks right. on your mind as opposed to, I, I don't want to be tricked. I just want to be. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
2: and th- the movie did very good about showing something and leaving yeah, it yeah. there. Like it actually happened. It did, mm-hmm. wasn't imagination. It wasn't. Yeah.
1: It had great visuals and it was, you know, a really well made movie visually too. It was just a very mm-hmm. cool style where it mixed a lot of like moving cameras with steady cameras and. And pan shots and like long, you know, holds on things just for the sake of like cool scenery and stuff. So it was definitely Mm -hmm. a really cool visual movie as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. All right. So
1: and it also had one part, at least in the subtitles, where Antonio Antonito said, farts, farts, farts. (laughs) That was like a bonus half a point right there.
2: Child humor. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, cool. So let's uh, take another break here, and we will come back to talk about our last movie, which is *The Girl with All the Gifts*. Okay, welcome back. We're going to talk about our last movie of the night, which is in the zombie genre. It's called The Girl with All the Gifts. It uh, was released for the most part in 2017. I had talked a little bit about this very briefly, like I had mentioned on our episode where we did like a top five of 2017. Yeah. And I think it was, I don't know, number two or three for me. Something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, definitely something that I liked. All uh, right, our synopsis reads very very short and sweet. A scientist and a teacher living in a dystopian future embark on a journey of survival with a special young girl named Melanie. Uh, yes. All right. So uh, the, the cool thing I like with this movie is it does a lot of either showing you something, making you kind mm-hmm. of like wonder about it, and then mm-hmm. telling you what it is shortly after that. Yeah, yeah, and like we'll we'll just kind of let something hang there, and you're like, well, what is that? And you, you kind of start to put it together in your head. And so you know, it starts right out with that where we just open. Uh, like if if you didn't know this was a zombie movie, which right. you know, everyone pretty much knew it going into it when this movie came out. But say you didn't know, and you mm-hmm. just go into this movie, and you're just thrown right into some sort of a military prison camp that's holding children that have something to be afraid of yeah. about them.
2: Right. And they yeah. don't really
1: show it to you for a good like 15 minutes or so into the movie before they really get into what's actually going on. Here.
2: Right. Yeah. It does. A, it does a um, like like you said the first 15 minutes of the movie you're guessing you're like what is going on what's what's special about this why are these kids in this military bunker uh, being taught like like kind of like thing but they're all in restraints their heads restrained their feet their hands are all in jumpsuits are they're, they're being held in like cells with like very little bit little freedom and but they are super smart like they're learning the periodic table they're learning right. chemical elements and uh, so you're sitting there going wow there's what is this now the premise of the movie the girl with all the gifts right uh, if you didn't know it was a zombie movie yeah you'd be like what in the hell am I watching right. and then yeah. then, you, then you and then like really quick it does a very good job of showing you how the world is outside, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think
1: it's cool, too, because it, it kind of establishes this uh, this title early on where the teacher is, is teaching these kids, and, and our main character, Melanie, is mm-hmm. the only one that really seems to show any sort of personality, like the rest of these kids don't really say much. Right. They only spoke when they're spoken to. She's always right. very friendly. She knows everyone's name. She's always kind of speaking mm-hmm. out of turn. And so you're like, okay, well, she's obviously got something special about her, right? But then the the teacher, our, our other um, main woman here, the the teacher mm-hmm. that is on the the expedition with them, is uh, Miss Justino, and, yes. and she's super friendly with her, and she tells the story about Pandora's box, mm-hmm. where there's all these gifts in the world, but when you, you know, when you open it, then all these thing, all these bad things happen and and get out, but underneath all the bad things is hope, and uh, I think she says, hope is the good that makes you be able to stand the bad. Right. And, and you right. know, these these kids, I mean, they, they kind of, again, they throw these little hints at stuff, and these kids basically don't know anything besides this life that we're seeing them live right now. They've been living their entire lives, basically.
2: Yeah, yeah you get that sense of, like... Um they're bred in captivity, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. They're, they're there. They don't know any outside world. So, and the notion of they're, they're being taught philosophy, and again going into like the, the elements and stuff. It's like they're are they superior, advanced in their brains, or is this high? It's just like a whole. What is what's going on here? Right. But then real quick, you get that notion of like the teacher gets too close to one of the students, or actually Melanie. And then the soldier comes in and shows her what they really are. Right. And he, and he like, spits on his arm, like, kind of washes his arm off and puts it close to one of the kids. And the kid just kind of switches and starts to lunge at him. Yeah, you know, and the whole snapping class. And, yeah, eventually. and then the whole class does it, except for Melanie. She doesn't really, like, but she knows something's urging her to do something, but she holds back. And the whole class is, like, you know, kind of, like, uh, going into like, a... a, a a, a ravage a thir, you know bloodthirsty ravage mm-hmm. until he backs off and uh, puts this gel that, i guess covers a scent on mm-hmm. him and then the class kind of dismisses and that was the whole point of telling us look they're they're zombies i guess or they're flesh eaters or they're 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 different they're exceptionally they're exceptional and different and dangerous that's why they're in restraints right and to tell the teacher look these are they're not to get friendly with like mm-hmm. they're melanie all nice and stuff but don't just don't under, don't forget what she is. She's a right. monster, you know.
1: Yeah, I think they they say later. Uh, you know, we get our our doctor character, which is played by Glenn Close.
2: Absolutely great. Yes.
1: And I think she at one point says, you know, they're not children. They present as children. Right. They're, they're something yeah. else. They're not these these teen and preteen kids that you think they are or whatever. Right. Right. Uh, I, I like. Uh, the, the gel thing, that's another thing where they they don't just straight up tell you, like, oh, hey, let me step back and put on my anti-smelling-like-a-human-to-zombies gel. They just right. kind of <laughs> tell it to you. They give you little pieces here and there. You kind of pick it up throughout just you yes. know, basic dialogue of what this yes. thing really does. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we even see with, yeah. with Melanie where, um, you know, there, there was, like, some, some drama in the class that you had mentioned, and she ends mm-hmm. up getting left in her restraints in her room and the teacher goes by and sees her just sitting there still left restrained because the military guys wanted to teach her a lesson or something. Right, right. And so she goes in to help her and, and Melanie can recognize that she's like, hey, I'm about to lose control and hurt you, yeah. so please leave right now. She gets right. very urgent about it and luckily she actually tries to get her and her foot gets stuck and she doesn't get her. Right. But um, you know, they, they show that she is able to actually control this to some degree,
2: to to a point, right? Yeah, which hungry yeah. they're hungry, and they feed her a bowl of maggots. That's what yeah, they've been mealworms. feeding her. Yeah. Mealworms, yeah, mealworms. Sorry, um, and that is their nutrient nutrients, I guess, to control the the hunger also. And mm-hmm. Melanie goes to town on these, and that we learned that early on. But yeah, and then uh, the teacher, um, after Melanie goes nuts after her, or you know, the, uh, gets into ravage mode. She applies the, you know, the, the teacher applies the gel to her and says, I'm sorry, I can I'm sorry, I forgot. Right, right. You right. know, again, humanizing um, the uh, Melanie. Right.
1: So, the whole thing, you know, it sets up this whole school and this facility and there's some kind of science mm-hmm. experiments and some plan here. Uh, but we don't really know what's going on at first. Outside of it, we only see inside. Right. Until, at some point, you know, the, the whole protocol of whatever is going on which Melanie has kind of memorized, and she can, like, count down everything, and she knows exactly how yes. long everything is going to take because she's been through it so many times. But one day it's different, and they end up taking her out across the open field to another bunker, and you just see, like, it's it's complete chaos outside where there's yeah. so many of these infected that are, like, pounding on the gate and coming closer, and they can't keep them under control, and they're starting to break through the fence. Right. And it's just, like, complete chaos, and so you realize, like, now okay this is this is not just like they found some fucked up kids and they're doing experiments like this is an apocalypse movie y- yes you know? and really again, quick, That's quick the base that's, speed- a, that's a I while mean, into it yeah it's, it's like a little bit yeah, into the movie before you finally see that
2: yeah and it was just a great setup right just mm-hmm. so cool and different and, and everything and and Melanie is being carted off to a lab and really quick they don't hold any pun they don't like make you guess um, she is to be dissected and use her brain parts to find a cure for the zombies, for the Hungries they call them, the Hungries. Right. Um, it's it's said right there in that di- in in the whole dialogue with Glenn Close. Glenn Close is, plays the doctor that is taking Melanie, gonna use her brain to, treat, I guess, find a cure. Right. Um, and through the whole time, she actually tells her, and this is important to know, is that Glenn Close's character, Doctor, I forgot what her name was, uh, but, Caldwell. Uh, Caldwell yeah. tells pretty much makes mention that they're not a li- they're they're like lab rats. They're bred to do this, and Melanie questions this later. Um, they're soulless. They're they're there for a purpose to do whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Melanie catches wind of that, like, you know, okay, I guess that this is my purpose in life. You're breeding me. I'm not alive kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So in the midst of this, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, not to go scene by scene, but it's kind of important to project the, the whole thing. Is like in the midst of this, this military base quickly becomes overrun. And right. it's it goes to, it goes from zero to hundred, in like two seconds. And yeah, these and Hungries, these it's quote like, unquote Hungry Zombies, are fast. <laughs> right,
1: and everyone is gone except for like the f- five or six people that escape with them. Yeah. So like the whole base is completely overrun and everyone died basically except for at least that we saw everyone was dead except for the one truck which has yeah. you know, Melanie, it has Miss Justino, it has Doctor Caldwell, and then like three military people to start. Right. And, and everyone um, else is fucking gone.
2: <laughs> yeah, and if you get scratched a bit, you you become and you turn like instantly. Yeah, you, they showed that to there's you. There right is no away. time. Yeah, there's no time. There's no dying. What this is, this is something different. This is something, and they're rampaging zombies, and right. they rip you apart, and they run at you, and it's like that is the scariest thing. This is what does better than any other fast zombie movie is that they run, they tackle you to rip you apart. So there is no hiding. You know, it's like you, mm-hmm. and, and you can't even get their blood on you. You know what I mean? That's how bad, how infected uh, these things are. You know.
1: Yeah, and they're they almost seem like. Slightly more like I don't know, coordinated or competent. Right. I mean, even the, the regular, the regular like brainless ones
2: yeah. are, are yeah. like
1: that. I, I feel a little bit just to, to a degree. They're, they're a just, lot more aware. Like yeah, yeah, uh,
2: yeah. A lot more aware. And like they can open doors. I think you know they can open doors, jump fences, push things over. Right. Uh, to get you. Yeah.
1: So they they end up escaping from this base with just these couple of people on the truck, and then you know the whole rest of the movie is pretty much this this uh, journey to get to another satellite station where they mm-hmm. can hopefully resume the experiment to create a vaccine out of melanie and so the whole time we're you know going through massive zombie land here <laughs> and right. uh just kind of learning a little bit about our characters who we were just thrown into this mm-hmm. world with all these people right away and it's like okay well now now let's not necessarily hit the brakes but let's you know, give these people a little bit of a personality too. Right. And I I think that was kind of cool because they, again, they start to kind of just introduce these little bits of things and they tell you some Mm -hmm. stuff, but it's never, you know, too heavy handed or anything. It's never like too obvious or, or anything, and you know, of course you have the doctor that's the expert because that's right. what the whole thing was so yeah. Why wouldn't yeah. you have that? So
2: <laughs> r- r- right, you know, and again, it's it's real quick off the purpose of Melanie mm-hmm. and the purpose of the doctor, and you gotta um, and um the doctor cuts her hand too, escaping, and she's starting to develop a septic shock Right? Yeah. Uh yeah. septus and everything. And so she's she's dying essentially of uh, uh, you know, poisoning her body. So there's a little bit of a time race here because she's the one who needs is the only one that could find a cure. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get to this medical facility. Right. And she's cut herself and she's kinda on a time thing and you know, so that's kind of like this time driven thing also. And then of course, you know, a couple of the military guys get picked off and their group becomes smaller and smaller. Sure. Um at the same time Melanie's showing very well restraints on not attacking them and uh they find like the Hannibal Lecter mask for her, you know, the clear right. mask or whatever. So, you know.
1: Well and I think what's cool is that they they're working within her abilities to help you know, she becomes an important part of the team, basically. Yes. Finding ways for them to get out of places and, and helping them and saving them in different ways by being able to walk amongst these these large groups of hungries. Mm-hmm. But she's obviously one of them. Yeah. And in one part can even actually communicate with them, so right. th- that sort of helps her which I think is really cool because this is the only time that I know of, and I'm not a massive expert or anything, but that we have Something that's a zombie that's also competent and, and cognizant of, of other humans and has emotions to some degree. Yes. Uh, you know, we've seen, like, cannibals or, or some sort of, like, monsters or crazy people or whatever, but nothing where it was purely a quote-unquote infected and also competent and a not monster. just, just right. overrun by oh, yeah. rage and, right. and <clears throat> bloodlust. So I think that's right. cool because yeah. they, they use that, and then they play within her rules. She's like, okay, I, I need to go out and get something to eat, or you motherfuckers right. <laughs> are gonna have a problem.
2: And like, okay, yeah. okay, okay, go ahead.
3: <laughs> that's a great way of putting
2: it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah she, and, and she's out there hunting for animals. Like, she mm-hmm. eats a cat, she eats a pigeon. Right. Um, and she can also sense other hungries around. She's protecting, you know, the doctor and the teacher that's with her, and the others, uh, sergeants, and the uh, stuff like that. And. Uh, um there, also, because of, like, well, we, we came across this base, and we were following Melanie and her journey on this base. Well, there was other ones out there, and we don't know how things got messed up on the outside. So quickly, we realized um, almost, like, because this takes place in London and stuff, in, in England. So we realized, like, most of the the, the country has been overrun. Yeah. Most of, of, of the other, you know, centers or research centers have been overrun and killed and whatever. So they come across... A tribal, a tribal of kids that I guess were just like Melanie, you know, uh, half, uh, half breeds or half zombie, half human or whatever. Yeah, they which are, but.
1: they they explained at one point with uh, the the doctor and Melanie, mm. where she basically had told her that somehow they were born, they were their their mothers mm. were going to give birth, and then they became infected, and so then the babies. Became yes. infected to a degree, but they weren't. They were infected through, like, absorbing it by. Right. The, it's their, like, they their had, mothers? like their brains
2: carry the fungus because they made it. Like this is a fungus that set, that, um, yeah, encompassed yeah, the brain and takes it over, and it's a fungus. It's a it's an actual parasitic, you know, fungus. But and so the Melanie has that same one, but she can control it.
1: Well, they have a um an immune a partial immunity to it, and that's what the doctor yes. wants to you know exploit whatever this. This Correct. partial immunity to it is to make it a full, uh, you know, vaccination for it. Yes. But, yeah, they, they found other kids that weren't raised within a system. And, but, you know, right. basically the idea is, like, if a woman is pregnant and she becomes infected, then she transfers the virus vicariously into her mm-hmm. her unborn baby, and then the baby eats its way out of the mother. <laughs> Very brutal. But it's, <laughs> like that, it's, that, that, it's still somewhat that, human at that point, so...
2: Yeah, it's very descriptive like when the doctors explain to Melanie what how basically how she found Melanie, right? Right. She, the babies eat their way the hollow, they gut they they eat their mothers mm-hmm. and uh, these these kids were taken to a facility and raised and to find a cure for this But yes, yeah, this so the, um, this yeah.
1: These um these kids that weren't raised in the system are just kind of like mm-hmm. these little uh I don't know, little like savages or whatever.
2: Might be a Chaka from Land of the Lost. They yeah, they just
1: like <laughs> they just like grunt and make noises and pantomime everything yeah. and whatever. And there's a scene where you know it comes to she has to protect her humans from mm-hmm. these things, and she asserts her dominance and uses the yes. fact that she's actually smarter to to kind of trick them and. She fucking beats the leader of (laughs) the gang to death in front of all of them, for them to all watch and be afraid of her.
2: Yep, yep. Very primal, very primal, very uh, tribalistic. You know, alpha male kind of stuff going on there. So it's like what humans kind of reverted back Mm -hmm.
1: to. Yeah, and I like you you had mentioned that um, this was like a a plant-based thing, basically. Yes. So again, with you know, we've never seen these kind of competent zombies, and I feel like I can't think of something where the the source for this this problem they you know they call it some sort of a fungus mm-hmm. but then we see in the later stages of it it basically turns into a full on plant yes. where the the people turn into these giant beanstalk type things that are growing pods yeah. all over them it's great yeah and so it's this this plant-born fungus that infects people's brains, and they even the doctor had mentioned it. And then, you know, rewatching this movie a couple times, they showed mm-hmm. when Melanie comes into the lab, she sees a brain, and there's all these like little viney right. things yep. sticking out of it. And she had mentioned about how it wraps around your brain and twists it all up. And then when I saw that, I was like, "That's a twisted up brain! Oh my god, I saw it! <laughs> yeah, I saw it! I saw it!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: yeah definitely uh like again there's no there's no mistake on melanie's purpose and what the military wanted her for you know they're 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 dissecting these children that were born this way and trying to find a cure for their own you know for their safety but yeah the the pod plant the big building that was infested with these vines and pods um that they come across and uh the doctor's like that's phase two and phase three is these pods opening and becoming airborne right you know it's like well we got to find a cure before that happens because if that happens what they say end of the world end of civilization as yeah, we well, know it's right, done right. We're, we're we're all dead if the virus becomes airborne and so melanie's taking all this in you know she's like all right cool so i guess i'm working i'm working you know against this with you mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah i think along the way too they show some of the universe that they're living in uh, mm-hmm. Like what you know, we have this whole scene where they go through the mall or shopping center or whatever the hell they call yeah. it. And there's a few different places like that, or or like these big overhead shots where they show and everything is just like overgrown and yes, and, and just a mess and like and kind of things toppled over and stuff. And it looked <laughs> yeah. really well. I'm assuming that there was some like digital brushing oh, yeah. done to make all that look that way, but
2: it looked great, like a matte painting kind of deal. I mean, yeah, really, it was like really cool. Yeah. Did
1: they take a city and like let it? get uh-huh. overgrown and destroy it for this movie how did, did they do that did they go
2: to detroit and just film there did they go to, you know what i mean like
1: <laughs> well they moved everyone out and let it overgrow for like a year
2: that's what it looked like i mean it was it was great and again it was all mm-hmm. plant-based fungus this is the first this is like yeah one of the times where we get a cause and effect and and like the beginning of the the zombie apocalypse in this way in a very right. materialistic way you know nothing um just mystery you know mystery or or just it just happened no it's like well this is what happened this this fungus got into the bloodstream of one which got into another one rats produced that was phase one phase two is um the bodies getting together and forming like a vine and pods and taking over their body as nutrients Mm -hmm. and then phase three is making it go airborne but again the pods are hard as a rock and Like, even uh, the doctor was like, you know, nothing, you know, anything can happen. A a fire, a flood or something um, can happen naturally and open these pods up and then we're done. So there was, again, a race against time to find a cure.
1: Right. Uh, So why don't we talk about the way that this movie wraps up here? Yes, yes. um,
2: I think it was brilliant.
1: You know, there's a lot... That goes on throughout this uh, a lot of this character development that they they show and and kind of the maturity and growth of melanie as mm-hmm. she's growing and and learning more and she's always asking questions and always kind of absorbing information yes. and so the, the way that it ends up really is that you know glenn close's character is is dying and she's mm-hmm. got this uh this uh, blood poisoning where she's can barely keep it together anymore and nobody wants to listen to her and help her make this happen and the teacher is protecting Melanie cuz she doesn't want her to be killed cuz she thinks he's right. more human than anything right And so it's you know this this whole struggle and uh, everyone except for the last military guy is dead at this point and the two women and she has this conversation about how um, you know are do you think that we're living things or are we you know aware of what we're doing and or are we just, you know, these brainless monsters that have no right. thought process? Yeah. And so the, the doctor pretty much confirms that, you know, no, I think that you do have thought process and you're mm-hmm. your, an, an actual living thing or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But so, you know, Melanie has this realization of like, well, then why should all of my people die to save yours, basically?
2: Yeah. I think that was absolutely great. Right. Um, that that whole dialogue, because uh, Glenn Close had trapped Melanie in, and actually convinced her to do this. Like, uh, you're the last. Tra- I have to do this now, or else we're all dead. And Melanie's like, okay, let's do this. And she goes, I got one question to ask. You know, pretty much. And she's like, right, Did you mean what you said? That were kind of like soulless at the beginning of the film. And that's why I brought that up. And she's like, No, I was wrong. You 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 are alive. Then yeah, and the best line of the film, and I wrote it down immediately, was that, Why should I die to save you? I just was like, yeah, it makes sense. You know, we're, we, we're we're in this, uh, because we're like the, the phase one of humans and Melanie's like pretty much phase two of of human evolution on this stage. And it's like, we're holding on to straws and she's like, well, look what's around you. Look what you're up against Like You know, it's over, Right. you know, I'm not going to die for your, you know, sorry ass chance. (laughs) Sure. You know, which I thought it was fantastic. And then. And And then she she goes... Well, she was even nice enough to
1: be like, you know, I'm not going to kill you, so stay Mm -hmm. inside and lock the doors, and I'm just going to kill everyone else real quick, and I'll be right back.
2: Yeah, so she... (laughs) Pretty much. She locks the doctor's... uh, uh, The the teacher that was uh, in there, and the military dude, and uh, and Melanie takes off to the big tower, the pod tower, right? Mm. And of course, um, Glenn Close follows her and stumbles out because she wants the the cure whatever but she's like you know dying and she gets surrounded by the tribal kids and they attack and eat her mm-hmm. uh, you know and uh meantime um melanie comes with the other military guy that's out there to help you know try to find her uh melanie sets the pod thing on fire and all the pods open and everything becomes airborne and it's great it's like she just let she's like ending the world right there she's mm-hmm. like this is it i'm not affected i'm killing everybody because this is what you know i i'm, I'm She's smart. And she's telling the military dude who's breathing all the stuff in there, and he's collapsing. He goes, Why did you do this? You know, it's, you know, what did you do? And, he, and she said, uh, It's our turn now. Like, you've had your chance now. It's our, this is our world now. And yeah, I, I thought think, that was I th- great. I, think, also. Yeah,
1: um, I wrote that down. She said, uh no. She said, "I'm sorry. The world will be fine. It's just not yours yeah, anymore."
2: Exactly. It's just not yours anymore. I'm like, holy shit! That's awesome. <laughs> that's that's great because it's like so true. You know, why fight it at this point anymore? And uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like you know, hey, they did it to themselves. They made them super smart and everything. And all she needed to know is that she wasn't a lab rat. She was alive inside.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what. Um, I had alluded before about something having a nihilistic ending and it was almost like mm-hmm. it was like well you know all life doesn't matter because we're the next right. we're the next phase of life
2: exactly so, exactly I mean if you if to start that's over. how evolution works well yeah. that's how evolution works the, the strong the strong survive mm-hmm. and this this movie is no different you know and Melanie and her Pete and the way they were born immune to this plague or this you know fungus thing is the next evolution If they're the strong they're, they're going to survive and I just thought that was very cool. It's a different ending altogether. You know, it's like uh, one of those things. that's natural progression of life, and of course, evolution. And to to be a part of that, like to to be a part of it, is scary because you know something else is going to be stronger than you. You know what I mean? That was, I guess, the purpose of the or the undertone of the movie too.
1: Yeah, and she even uh, she shows that like Miss Justino. Was kept alive, and then she's actually mm-hmm. making her teach these kids, and she's kind of like the leader of them now. Yeah, yeah, they're... she's
2: in the po- she's in the isolated pod with you know, of course, the, everything's airborne now. She's Melanie's gathered all the lost children. Mm-hmm. And she's just using her to, to like
1: educate the uh, the kids that are <laughs> yeah. in the surrounding area.
2: The, pretty much, I thought that was. That's how it ended, and I thought oh, I was just sitting there, man, going. It's cool. It's a fucking cool movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like
1: it's like the the progression of the next civilization. Yes. you Yes, know? exactly. This is how it exactly.
2: Starts. Yep. It, I don't know. I just when I first saw this, I didn't know what to expect. Like everybody was like, you know, the zombie movie, and uh, you know, this is with the girl with all the gifts. I didn't really understand because I really didn't want to read into the movie before I watched it. I wanted to kind of go in there clean slate, which I did, mm-hmm. and um. Only the only notion I knew is that it was a zombie film. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all I knew. And it surprised the hell out of me, even just knowing that. And I was just like, man, such a cool backstory, such a cool. It wasn't just a mind numbingly, you know, zombie chasing whatever and you escape. And of course, every mo- zombie movie ends with, um, you know, getting away from the initial threat, but then the bigger threat is still out there, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, so this was kind of cool. Re- again, real refreshing and, and just a great. Addition to the genre, yeah, I agree. have something like this where it's a progressive movie, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: so real quick, I mm-hmm. don't think there's much, but did you have anything to criticize of this? Oh I, man, I only had like just very small things about it myself. So,
2: I'm kind of anxious to hear your thoughts on it. Um, God, I, I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of lost at like what I. If I had to crit, like, you know, something that didn't make sense to me or nothing, I just was enthralled with the story so much that...
1: Mine were only technical uh, things, like, um, just the... It's it's always so hard for me when something mm -hmm. like this movie where there's a lot of gunfire, and they they have to, to simplify it, you know, they have to use CGI blood splatters because they can't have... Oh, yeah. Every gunshot that they're shooting something be this, you know, this great practical blood explosion. I get that, but... Hmm. Right. It always just feels kind of cheated when everything is practical except for the, the blood flying out of the gunshot wounds.
2: Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's more of yeah. just
1: like a technical nitpick where it's like a I I hate seeing that as much as like yes. I know that it's just something that you have to deal with.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't notice that at first but I could I, I could see going back and watching it again now I'm gonna I'm gonna focus in on that a little bit. Because that is a pet peeve.
1: And then uh, it's very like Walking Dead-ish. Like it, it looks like when, oh, they, yeah, when yeah. they shoot something in the Walking Dead, and then it's it's very computer-looking over top of practical makeup. And some of the yes. some of the times that they because there's again I think this is because there's so many of these these Hungries mm-hmm. in these large groups that they don't always have great makeup. Like sometimes they look very <clears throat> basic. Like yeah. just they have like I don't know dirt crusted on their face, sort of.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And like dirty clothes.
2: Yeah, and, there was a lot of extras in this movie.
1: But sometimes it's just the ones that they choose to focus on that don't look mm. that great. And I think if they would have tried to make the ones that were more upfront look a little bit... More yeah, bloody or ripped up or something would have been kind of cool, but again, yeah, just like I, a technical I, nitpick. Yeah. It was exactly, their creative I, I did way notice, to make. At least it was all practical makeup and stuff. It was just. Yeah,
2: I did notice that a couple times as they were panning through the slow when they're walking through the hurt. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the zombies that are just standing there. I I noticed, I picked up a couple of things in the background, like that. Just guy just has like white makeup on. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. just like a, you know, a little bit of powder, but whatever. But yeah, so I mean, again, it, it, those are that's just a, an example of something that if you have to go that way and, and just kind of like, look, there's a little bit of aesthetic things that it just kind of bug me here and there, but the story is almost untouchable in my opinion. Um, right. And the music, Oh my God, the music was amazing. I, mm-hmm. I, I, w- I went from loving synth music to this reverse. Uh, it was like the reverse, uh, vocal kind of stuff that this movie did. It just, everything was like in reverse. Mm-hmm. Um, the, oh God, it was just, it was just so cool. I'm sure that um, I want to watch it again because again, I for this podcast and trying to get you know watching movies. I've only seen this once. I'm, I'll admit it. I've only watched it one time. Okay. Um, but I've read a lot about it after the fact and and kind of going you know want to watch it again, of course, and everything. But uh, everything just hit me. Then my initial first thoughts were like, Well, what a great movie!" You know, like yeah. what a great movie. It just I just can't get enough of, of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I scored mine at a, a solid nine. Again, mm-hmm. first time watch, it, it, I don't think it. I don't think it can go down from there. I really don't. Maybe going into again, second time, third time, going in, watching this movie again, still conversing about it, it might even go up to a nine and a half. I mean, it's like just one of those movies that I just it just hit me. I'm like, this is one of maybe should be on my top ten. Right. But again, we have that rule. So let's watch it again. Let's let's talk about it some more. Do you know? Let's, I'm I'm kind of anxious to go we'll watch it again.
1: Yeah, I actually had the same score. I can say that watching it I've seen it three times now
2: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. and it doesn't it doesn't like weaken it like it helps to pick up kind of those little things I was talking about where yeah they, they, they do it a lot where they like to show and then later on they tell you and they kind of let you cool. like sit with the yeah. thought and think about it and then little things get kind of brought up later or, or hinted at or just mentioned in, in conversation and stuff that kind of help to move that forward yeah, uh, yeah. The only things, like I said, just the some of the the technical stuff is is like too noticeable to where it takes you out a right. little bit. But I also I love some of the way that it's shot. There's a great feel of like depth in this movie where yes, uh, uh, a lot of times you feel like you're watching through a lot of other things like there's there's shots like through leaves through grass through Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. other things in the foreground where you're not just like it's a clear picture and you see everything like there's stuff obstructing in the foreground and in the background yeah and and so there's a lot of like cool depth to this movie and and a lot of good tension throughout it yeah that builds up because even the scene like you you know you establish how much these things can fuck you up early Mm. on with the whole you know, losing the base. And then they have this whole scene where they have to walk through them and be silent as possible yeah, to not set yeah. these things off. Cause that's the one thing, you know, they won't be able to smell them because they have the blocker gel. As long right. as they don't upset them too much, then they should be fine. And then they start setting them off one by one. And it's just like this tension of like, okay, which one's going to from that side? Yeah. No, wait, it's this side. Oh shit. It's over there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and- it's like. The a, use. Like you had said, going from using, like zero
1: to 100, it does it several oh. times in the movie.
2: Yeah, and like I said, I'm not a fan of fast zombies, but in this movie, I was like, I'm a fan of it. I, mm-hmm. I don't think it could have worked without it. Mm-hmm. You know? oh, I agree. I, 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 these are. It was so scary when they were coming at you because it was like, even though they had guns, it's that they weren't they weren't fighting them off. How can you? Mm-hmm. You know, you got 10 people running at you. You can't, and you have to have headshots out of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they still kept that whole kill the brain thing. Sure, but, sure. Yeah, it, was, it, it worked, man. It really did work. Nice.
1: So, yeah, two solid uh, 9 out of 10s there. and Yeah. And this one, I, I think we had both said that it would have made our – our list of our our favorite zombie movies from the beginning mm-hmm. segment but oh yeah we yeah, didn't want definitely. to put that right out in front although I said I love the movie so.
2: knowing that we were going to talk about this movie we deliberately kept them off that list right i think yeah
1: <laughs> yeah but it would definitely be up there maybe oh, yeah, a definitely. little below wreck but
2: mm. possibly second spot yeah i would i would have might have put this probably number 1 on this kind of list, like like top zombie movies of 2000 and up, kind of deal. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I think I would have put it right at number one.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's awesome. I, I feel like it had some hype and then it's kind of gotten quiet and haven't heard yes. it talked about very much. So hopefully we get some more people to check it out just by mentioning it and so. stuff. Absolutely. Or talking about it. All right. So I think, uh, you know, we did a, a pretty good variety of what the the three different genres represent mm-hmm. in in this modern era and you know, we talked on some of the varieties of these and the way that some of the stuff is done differently, the ghost movies mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. the zombie movies and stuff and, and even the monster is just the way that like you can go oh well I have a, a zombie movie from 2007 or from 2018 or whatever And mm-hmm. what is the the rules of the zombie well you know it's whatever you want it to be because that's right. you know, everyone's doing different stuff same with the ghosts yes. and with the creatures and, and I think that's cool there's something for everybody for sure Yeah, maybe not as much of it maybe you gotta look mm-hmm. a little harder but sure, there's, there's definitely cool shit and like we saw from the response though we got just there's a lot of the same movies that people keep bringing up there's a lot of different ones people keep bringing up Mm -hmm. i'm sure if you gave people a chance to throw those up all over again in a year from now there'd be a bunch of different answers so
2: yeah yeah because again it's like this is what the beauty about doing a podcast about horror movies and just Mm -hmm. kind of being involved in the community is that you have this list of ever-growing talking points or, or movies that you're coming across and and yeah like when i recommend movies to people um today tomorrow I'll, it's a whole nother list you know and it's like it just keeps going and um doesn't take away from movies just like look at what else i found look what else i saw look at this and yeah yeah, yeah and uh, the horror genre is so vast and so excellent it's just like there there's so much to explore you know
1: yeah and you can't say like well which which one of these is is doing better than the other ones like i think it seems like there's more haunting slash ghost possession mm-hmm. movies, those kinds of things done more often nowadays because that's what's popular yeah. and it's you know, it's yeah. a little easier and a little more affordable probably to do some of that stuff. But Yeah. You can't yeah. say that anything is really better than the other. It's it's all right. It's all putting out good stuff, you know.
2: It goes in ways, right? It mm-hmm. goes in ways. It, from the paranormal stuff, from paranormal activity, the conjuring, insidious, and now you got um, a quiet place and it was more of a creature film right. um and then we're going to get back into slashers pretty soon i mean it's like waves of this is yeah, how yeah. the horror thing goes but yeah it's just um i couldn't say i mean i have my favorites as far as what genres i enjoy watching and the reasons any reasoning behind it mm-hmm. all but i enjoy it all every time especially if a if a horror type movies coming on you know in the theaters or something that's being you know produced like you know like like for example the creep movies that we're I'm anticipating Creep 3 I'm hoping that's being made you know the, so it's like that is a whole different genre of, of movie that we didn't even explore you know the serial killer movie right. which is something different so I'm waiting for that wave to come back you know it, it's just it's just cool to to explore these kind of things like this I like doing right. this variety show type uh, thing where it's like no just pick two ghost movies no, i'll pick a ghost a vampire or whatever you're gonna do and just kind of explore the last 10 years or 20 years of what's been going on out there
1: right it's a lot of fun oh uh, yeah i agree and we always make it more fun by picking good movies
2: yes yes
1: uh so i think you know we, we covered that stuff pretty well mm-hmm. uh why don't we uh why don't we We'll skip over our last break here and we'll just roll into our outro stuff because we had an extra break with three movies tonight, anyways. Sounds good. Uh, And so, obviously, you guys all know where to find this show. Yes. And, uh, you know, we also are a part of two other podcast networks that have a lot of great shows that are uh, like us and have things similar to us and and also one of those shows even has our friend marco here on one of them Mm. and that is uh so on the raw live and unedited podcast network uh, if you subscribe to the the feed there it's kind of like a channel and you're going to get a different show on different days of the weeks and you know you get us and you get other shows that cover pop culture and star wars and marvel and dc and action figures yes. and all kinds of cool shit uh, but the only one that really matters is well i guess <laughs> i guess besides our show is also <laughs>
2: right.
1: the star wars show featuring marco uh, yeah
2: yeah those other it, shows are great but what you really want to do <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, but, no, what uh, what do you guys have going on for the Sarlacc Digest? I know you're doing some new stuff now.
2: Yeah, so Starlike Digest every other Friday. So check us out on rawlivepod.com. And, of course, we have a SoundCloud, iTunes, and all the other things. Just look up Sarlacc, S-A-R-L-A-C-C. And we have started our, I guess, Star Wars movie commentary starting with Episode 1. And we did Part 1, which we break down the movie Um, not just a mystery science theater making fun of certain things which we do we kind of have fun with like Jar Jar and stuff like that um If you're a star wars fan you know what i'm talking about but we break down the state of the galaxy what lore and what why this matters so much moving forward with all the new star wars movies coming out and, and where the books and comics kind of break down so we started that segment on our last show um which we will continue and go pretty much all the way to episode eight with the clone wars rebels cartoons everything and then hopefully that takes us into episode nine um next december Sure. Or yeah, you know, next year. So uh, we're having fun with that so far. We, again, we're doing part two coming up uh, tomorrow. Actually, I record that, and um, it's it's not the whole show, so we're not gonna take the whole segment. It's uh, just a, like an hour of our show uh, depicting the movie, and we're gonna go right in chronological order. Yeah. Um, until you know, if there's any questions, if anybody has any questions, we're no experts, but we think we are. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we, we've analyzed these movies so much that, you know, we want questions. We want people that are confused. Why Darth Maul was in Solo? If you haven't seen Solo, you know, <laughs> that's a major spoiler. But you know what? You should have saw it. Um, You know, yeah, why? Yeah. Why was why is he in there? And we explain why, why he's still alive. Yeah. You know? Christian
1: Nazi in Solo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so <laughs> no, what Christian. the hell? Nate, Christian. <laughs> I could go down a list, but anyway, that's a that's a whole thing. And of course, we battle the haters. We battle the Star Wars drama. We battle um, all the news that's go out there, the fake fake news and uh, the real news and stuff that. So we try to do a good job of being very subjective of what's being announced, what's sure. unannounced. Um, we don't want to spread any rumors like other sites do. You know, we want official official things.
1: Yeah, I listened to the the first one with the commentary, and it's it's cool because. Um, you know, you guys do know some of the, the connectivity to, like, the books and stuff. And someone like me that doesn't read mm. the books. And as you're watching the movie, you can go, like, oh, this is, you know, a guy from yes whatever story, the comic book, whatever, you know, th- Yeah. video game. Like, you guys kind of all know a little bit about where all those th- things tie in. So that's kind of cool to hear. And because there's a, a few of you guys doing it, there's not a lot of time where nobody's talking and you're just kind of quietly listening to the movie in the background. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, Which exactly. Can also be a, it can also be a problem with doing commentaries is you have to forget <laughs> yeah. that you're supposed to talk over it. Cause we're so trained to like not talk during the movie.
2: Right. Exactly. There's been times where I've just sitting there like, Oh wait, I need to taste something here. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, well we're, we're, of course this is a, um, a segment that we're developing and I've, I wanted, I want feedback from people if we're, go in too much off tangents if we're explaining too much and we're not following the movie uh, close enough I need feedback to know how to change this because the purpose of it is to of course refresh and the other purpose is to um, if someone's not as clear as the episode 1, 2, three, four, you know whatever because there's different genres of Star Wars fans now and I need we want to try to get everybody on the same page and we'll try to do our best of tying in this new Disney era this, this Disney canon mm-hmm. um, so we do need feedback on that like hey guys Uh, spend more time you know not joking or maybe stop going on tangents but sometimes those tangents mean something but yeah so it's it's a work in progress
1: nice that sounds good uh we are also a part of the legion podcast network which has several shows that are much better than us that you should listen to but at least download our show when you download theirs and Listen to theirs and just download ours. Yeah. Uh, no, but everyone is is great over there. Uh, we get a lot of support from everyone. We try and, you know, try and work yeah. with some of those guys and, and girls and have them integrate with us. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as what we have coming up, uh, it, that was at LegionPodcast.com. You can also get their their feed, like on iTunes and Stitcher and stuff. If you look for Legion Podcasts, there's a network feed where you'll get not only our show, but everyone else's in those in those uh uploads and we don't have anything super specific but there's going to be some more interview stuff and more friends till the end stuff coming up and uh now we'll start working on what the episode 15 will be yes uh cool so i think that's it um the usual instagram facebook uh, you know like us rate us review us itunes stitcher uh, anything helps you know tell a friend yes Tell a neighbor. Tell, tell a neighbor. It, tell your dog if he listens to podcasts.
2: Just just put it on and yeah. leave the house. Just just, just make us play through the whole <laughs> playlist and just leave. Yeah. You know, just.
1: <laughs> the dog will appreciate it, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> exactly. Soothing voices. Yeah.
1: All right. I think that's good. And we're going to wrap this up. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. And goodbye. like, well, the whole show is just filler and bullshit, so what's the point of putting in extra clips of filler and bullshit, you know? (laughs) But then every once in a while something will come up that's just like too funny that I gotta throw back in. Like, I think when I did it with Rich, there was like a bunch of extra shit that he gave me, but he was also drunk as hell too, so (laughs) he was just feeding me. i have more arnold figures than i have predators nice (laughs) nice because i have like i think every version of dutch from the movie (laughs) that they put out nice five the only one i don't have is the infrared one which i had it for a while and then i was like this is stupid i could like never take a cool (laughs) picture of this like i don't know it just made no sense to me to have it you're right no (laughs)
2: i've never seen that one the infrared one yeah
1: i had that and i got rid of it and then there was like the Comic Con one that they put out last year, but it's still mm-hmm. like kind of expensive, so I didn't bother. Where he's just wearing like a polo shirt and khakis or whatever when he
2: oh, goes to right, the meeting the, meeting. the
1: beginning. Yeah, <laughs> like, he comes with a laptop. I'm like, oh cool. Well, it's not Great. worth fucking fifty dollars to me. So Ex- exactly. I don't need Dutch in a fucking polo shirt. A <laughs> fucking laptop. out here with oh, that. Shit. Yeah. do they even have laptops in '87? I don't know what the fuck they I- did. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. He had some shit with him. Maybe it was just a regular notebook. It just paper. <laughs> it
2: might have been. It was one of those coordinate things. Maybe like, a, like the 007 briefcase <laughs> with the little bleeps and whistles.
1: He had an atlas. <laughs> Farmer's almanac and shit.
2: <laughs> he did. He turned it. <laughs> he turned it. We are here. Is he going to go over here and go down the jungle?
1: Right. He was predicting the weather for the roots of the year. <laughs> exactly. If he was going to have a good harvest or not. <laughs> the farmer's almanac version of Dutch.
2: <laughs> Buy it now. That sucks. So. Yeah, 1987. No, I mean, there was computers, but...